Hello, hello everyone. Welcome to Podcast FC Show, episode number six. Talking about EPL match day 13, maybe a little Classico. We take a little trip to Italy with the Serie A and maybe finish off with a little German. A little bit of everything. A little bit of everything. Um, I'm your host, Tiki. With me is... Tom. Fareed. And Hasi. Finally have Fareed here. Last week we had um, me... Tom, Huss, and uh, Al. Fareed decided, uh, I don't know, he just took a nap that week. What happened? Chelsea finally won a game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was nervous. He was hoping for Mourinho to win one. I bet he wouldn't be here if Chelsea, uh, if Chelsea lost this weekend, but we'll get to that. Uh, let's kick off with the biggest game of the weekend, City Pool. City hosting, hosting Klopp's men, Klopp's band of merry men. What Huss, a great game. What a great game, right? How do you feel, Mr. Poole? It was beautiful for all you haters out there. It was a great game. It was a fantastic game. Thank you, Mangala. That was perfect. Seven minutes in. Oh, it, it was perfect. Right into the net. I don't care. Coutinho, Firmino, you showed up, Firmino. Thank you. You earned your paycheck that week. Not the other weeks, but this week you did. Skrtel coming up big on defense. And have that nice volley. Did you see the volley? Savage. Dude. Oh, my. Trying that dude break the absolute savage. Dude. Skirtle's coming into his own. We were saying last week that he was vice-captain, and then he got dropped from the squad, and then now Miller was vice-captain. Uh, Milner, not Miller. Milner was vice-captain. I don't know. It looks like he's making a shout again to be captain, right? I'm trying to tell you, he's been their most consistent defender and stepping up in the biggest moments for them and really leading by example. Well, to be fair, to say he's the most <coughs> consistent defender really isn't saying much. What do you mean? You don't think he has been? No, I'm saying You don't that think there's much around him? You, what I'm saying is that the Liverpool defense has not been consistent at all. So he's... That's oh, so he's like the, the fastest guy, like, at the... <laughs> yeah, 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 that's what we... I had a few things go through my mind I want to say, and I was like, no, I held back. But here's the thing, though. He is under a new coach, and this new coach seems to be working up some magic. You know yes. what I got to say? Like, look at the minutes he's put in at Liverpool. Look at, like, the amount of, like, experience he has. Like, he puts in... Every year he puts in a good amount of hours, good amount of games, and he's consistent. You know, Dude. he's not always great, but he's always very good. Yeah, he's learned. He's learned a lot in that trade. Like where, like you said, maybe Liverpool's defense for the last few seasons hasn't been that great, but he's the guy he's who's the rock. consistently he's the rock, in man. that squad. And yeah, I feel it coming together. He just, I feel like he needs just the premier center back next to him. Yo, look, look at him. He's big. That's what I was saying. Before. He's big. Yeah. He's, he's scary looking. You put. He wins balls in the air. Dude, he you, tackles hard. You like hummels, you know what you're gonna get. You put a Hummels next yeah, to him. He just a needs guy a Class who's gonna be clean yeah. and skirtles the bulldog. He so are we saying that Sako essentially has no future. I don't Liverpool? see it. I really don't. I think he has a future. I don't see him in a starting eleven. If Liverpool has aspirations of winning the, if he wants because be he is French, a French international. If he wants to be in the French national team, he's got to go somewhere else. I don't think he's gonna get in. I think Sako is a, is tough. He has great potential. Great player. Problem is injury prone. If he stays on the field. Yes, he'll be good. Problem is, he can't get on the field. He gets hurt, he plays. When he plays, fantastic. He's athletic, he's aggressive, but then he hurts that hamstring again. I think it's the hamstring, isn't it? Yeah, I think. Yeah, it's always it's something with strength. that. Yeah. And with Skrtel, what I was saying uh, before, the same thing that you said, he's a great number two. Great number two. He's above average number one defender. He's yeah. not great, number one, by himself. No, if you I put something smart next There was home, a point in time where he was. He had that that potential where he was actually a good number one defender. But 
I think now he's old, so I definitely, you know, I, I agree with you on that point. I think having a a better number one or it's just a just a number one in general could definitely help them out. But as far as their attacking play, Liverpool has no worries at all. Dude, they the, appear to just be on a do on a new level. Dude, the first fifteen minutes, the way they came out, I thought maybe Klopp this is another big stage game. He sort of doesn't want to take a a beating. They had just taken their first loss the week before or the two weeks before the game before. So, like, I thought he was going to come in a little more conservative. You know, obviously go out and try to play the game. But, like, I thought the first 15 minutes were sort of let's feel them out. Let's see how City's feeling today. But it was the exact opposite. And I think I think not even only City was, like, shocked by that kind of uh, approach. I think Yaya Torre was shocked from that kind of approach. Because he should have adjusted in those first 15 minutes and sat back and sort of protected Mangala and, um, what's his name, Dimichaelis. But instead, he stuck to the the clear like tactics that they were instructed, where he was going to sort of almost be a number ten. So he was lazy a few times on defense. That's why we saw so many like you know five v fours. Like yeah, all Emery Chan had to do was like one touch flick off to Firmino, and they were in every time. And I think it was because Yaya Torre was being a little lazy. Like we said on Friday, Torre, which Torre is going to show up? And now it's becoming more and more a problem. Whereas before, maybe. We'd have like one or two games where Tori doesn't show up. Now it's, we've only 13 games. There's been three or four where he's just taking a nap. For me, you got to look at the lineup Klopp puts out. Um, I think he makes a statement right away when he says, all right, Benteke and Sturridge are both on the bench today. Mm-hmm. You know he's going to come with small players, fast, quick, technical, to attack. Yep. You know, And Di Michele is, what, 36 years old? You're going to attack weak, slow outside backs and center backs. Yeah. You put five players on the field who can all free flow and attack. Makes a big difference. Change the game. The tempo is totally different. Yeah, and I think that was a hu- a major point in this game was that Vincent Company was not starting. I think some of us yeah. may have thought he was yeah. starting. Hell and yeah. We actually quite thought the opposite that Aguero wouldn't start, and, yeah, and that uh, Company would. And when in reality, Aguero did start, and yeah. Company didn't. And clearly, the back line was affected in the own goal. And like Farid was saying, Dimakele's speed was exposed. Dimakele's. Dimakele's speed was exposed and the lack of intelligence that Mangala has at that position. Mangala has the physique, the in- but he doesn't quite... And I'm not saying he'll never get that intelligence, but right now he needs someone like a company to guide him to tell him where to go. And you you saw, like, they were even saying, like, the center backs were crisscrossing. That's high school stuff. After high school, you know if you're playing a flat back four... You never crisscross you your sandbags. You pass them on. Yeah. Communication. It's zone. And you don't even need language. You just you can make sounds like, hey, 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 and point. Mm-hmm. And Dima Kalis would other. pick them up. You That's look at it. each other. You make the eye contact. You know. Let them go. So it just goes to show that just mentally, one of them was turned off, and then physically, the other one was too slow to keep up. I think you have to kind of put that into a 50-50 perspective in terms mm-hmm. of blame. I think, yes, 50-50, it's on one percentage is on the player, but... The yep. other percentage is a good percentage to the tactics of Klopp and putting them under high pressure. Agreed. Now, there's Agreed. a reason why they're making these mistakes and reason why they may have been panicking was because of the numerous amount of players who pressed them, didn't give them time on the ball as defenders to make a choice. And on top of that, once they did get the ball in attacking areas, numbers moved forward. It wasn't just one or two players moving forward. Mainly, it was Adam Lalana dancing around the ball, yeah, and Coutinho oh, and others providing Lallana. forward thrusting runs into dangerous areas. And honestly, I'm scared. I'm very concerned about this Liverpool team because yeah. if they can qualify for Champions League this year, 
coming into the summer, I think they'll be able to purchase any single player they want to coming into the, the summer transfer market. Dude, Klopp is proving yeah. that he's not a one-hit wonder. Like, we all had questions. Dortmund, he had great success, and he did, you know, build that team with his hands, and he built... Dortmund always had a reputation. I remember them in the 90s, but he came in and made him a formidable squad that ended up beating a Bayern Munich team that was way more expensive. So I always was like, okay, Klopp, he is a successful manager, but when it actually comes to proving it, will he prove it? And he's proving it right now. I think it's important to show the uh, the change in, like, in players on his team that he currently has. Um, you look at some players playing to their full potential now. Absolutely. Adam Lallana. Adam Lallana is a dangerous player. He's a star player. right now. Mm-hmm. That he's you know what he's gonna start next game. You look at play, look at Martin Skirtle. We're talking about Martin Skirtle getting better. Yep. What what did he do? You know. Um, but why start start Moreno Moreno outside back? Why are these players playing better? You it's, think it's, it's it's his it's whatever he does. He he connects with people really well. Yeah. And he manages men, and he's he just seems like everybody's dad. Like he's a good guy you want to have around. I, I would say more like an older brother, like almost like yeah. a cool uncle. Like Great he call. really just brings it in there, just love. Basically, he'll get. In, to your face so much and say look this is what we need you to do do it if you do it even if we don't succeed I'll be happy with you I just really want you to go 100% if he does the 100% which they did do they'll get the victories it's fantastic and with Klopp he's not so much a one hit wonder because he was also really good with uh, Mans uh, I believe that's how you say it and uh, yeah. Yes, I mean, Mans yeah, 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 and, yeah. and then uh, Dortmund he was really good and then Liverpool I mean he was also a player at Mans as well so he just He's, he was a defender, I think, where he just had a lot of emotion. And I just love uh, people that will actually wear that on their sleeves. And he won't actually put someone down. Yeah. He'll tell them how to change and improve with confidence. That's the biggest thing. And I think the greatest example of that is when we saw him pull Firmino to the sideline, chew him out. He was angry because Firmino kept dropping deep into the opposition half into yeah, their half deep to get the ball and he wanted them to stay up the field so they had a release point so they could attack the target yep. pulls yeah, him over target. screams at him literally 10 seconds later Firmino yeah. listens to Klopp yep. and here we go Coutinho <laughs> the Brazilian flair connection Brazilian Coutinho to Firmino goal just like that so I think yeah. that was the greatest example of what Huss was just talking yeah. about I'm you know, so yeah. glad you saw that man it was, it was beautiful that's, that's what Klopp does he's the mad genius on the sideline world class well, well, that, that was the that was where he was getting mad at someone the The part where you see the love is when Lalana came off and he gave a hug that I've never seen a manager give another player just for a regular game dude he's been doing that with Lalana all season and I think it's because that's what he, he needs knew. a hug he knew Lallana needs Lallana. a hug. He clearly did his did his scouting homework. He saw Lalana at Southampton, or probably watched tapes of Lalana at Southampton, then watched him at Liverpool, and was like, "What's going on with this player?" Because I remember after the first game when Klopp took over, the hug he gave Lalana coming off at half, um, not at halftime, coming off as a sub, was unbelievable. It was like a literal dad hug, and I remember texting you guys like, "Holy shit!" Like Klopp is like he loves his players, and his players love him, and now we're seeing it. That's what it's all about, man. That's the exact, what it's all about. Op- the exa- exact opposite of what's going on in Chelsea right now. <laughs> <laughs> We're not at that point, Ryan. We'll get, we'll get into that. Why don't you slow down? We'll get to that next. Um, Either way, City. I mean, City was struggling, don't you think? I mean, dude, City couldn't possess the ball. What, what is going on? Like they backline disorganized. I understand. The only that, shining light. No was David Silva. Hey, no David Silva. 
Well, he still had his ankle injury. Well, the only, yeah, that, that's a big that's a big problem for them. Yeah, that's huge. That's a big that, that's the like, biggest problem. They don't have the guy to get the midfield to the forward. That, they don't have that. One they don't of the have best that person. attacking midfielders in the world. Underrated. Yeah, Underrated. Kevin DeBrine. But Kevin DeBrine belongs in your. If you play one high striker and three three attack three mids across, yeah. you put Kevin DeBrine at the left side or the right side. Yeah, you, you know, as like a winger but kind of midfielder defender. He needs space. He needs yeah, space he's not a central player. I mean, he can play, but he's he's best used in City's formation with Sterling and him on the wings. And Silva in the hole. Like it's just, Sterling. That's the difference. What was Sterling? I feel bad for him. He took a nap that game. I don't feel bad at all. I I feel bad in the sense of being like an ex player, but like obviously like I don't feel bad. He's a city player. He's getting paid. I don't feel bad like that. It's just his choice to leave. I wish he had a better showing, but yeah, fuck it. I'll be he honest. Didn't. I think I think he's getting exposed. He's not a world class player. I don't think. Yo, no. come on! I don't know. No. Just saying, he's, he's not. Not yet. Yeah, not yet. He's not yet. Not yet. Not yet. He's definitely not. That's why he's got world class potential. Yes, but he has very world class speed. Yeah, yeah. His technical ability is something less to be desired. I think. He's not world class yet. Yeah, he has the ability. But for me, it's not so much his passing ability or shooting ability. It's his vision. It's his decision making. Those mental traits that really take time. I for a professional to learn. I agree. I think he has that, but I think that his lack of technical ability is what keeps him from being a world-class player. I think if, if he had a little bit more mm-hmm. of that, he'd be able to, to just make a lot. Like his, his crossing ability, I don't think is very good. Um, his dribbling ability, I don't think is very good. So basically he's saying he's fast. Yeah. Yeah, I think he has Jamaican speed. What are we saying? What are we saying here? Are you seeing Circa, Aaron Lennon... Kind of a player here, because Aaron Theo Walcott, lightning speed. Theo Walcott, are you? Are you? Sean Ryan Phillips. These these <laughs> English players who well we've back. seen over time, yeah. who have been wonder kids, but then kind of fizzle out when they well, get into them. Well, look, think, think about it. If he if he goes down, he gets injured. If let's say let's say he gets a a, a broken tip fit, right, yeah. or he does his knee in. You know, he comes back. He doesn't have that that sixth gear, seventh gear of speed. You know, he's only got five gears now. He's human. Yeah. Right. Okay. Now his technical ability is not that good. Okay, now what can he do? You know, he becomes less I th- of a I threat. Think, I think he's more technical than you think he is. I know. I think his he's. Touch, I think his technical his is, is good. Unbelievable. I think it's good, but I don't think it's world class. That's all. <sighs> I don't think it's too far from world class. I rarely see him miscontrol a ball. Difficult balls coming, 60, 70, 80 yard balls coming from Emery Chan, uh, from Henderson, I from Milner at the time. Like I haven't seen him miscontrol many, dude. Keep I, your eyes open. Okay, I'll watch him closer. Maybe we'll, next time. We'll chalk it up to that. All right. I don't know. From Milner? What? Sterling <laughs> 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 get a ball from Milner? Yeah, at Liverpool when they were playing together. Oh no, no, no! I'm losing my mind. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Sorry. No, he's on City now. But yeah. I think he made an interception. He came in after. Yeah, there you go. He intercepted the last You're right. You're right. <laughs> I was confused right there for a no, moment. No, was... My thing is either way, he's on City. Who's he's practicing with players like David Silva, Kun Aguero. He's practicing with better quality players, and over the long run, I think that will make him world class. They I, will bring in world class. Well, I agree. With well, that. he learned. That's a good he point. learned from Torres. You see Aaron Ramsey's level raised when Mesut Ozil came in. The midfielders. That's a real thing. When these top notch midfielders, Bastian Schweinsteiger, when he goes to Man United, he's able to calm down all the other players around him. Yeah. Because he's it's a presence. He's <laughs> way better. Well, well this game, he's he, he learned cut. from Yaya how That's to go to sleep. That's why these guys. How many trophies does a guy like that one, you know? You bring any guy like that into the locker room, it's like, oh, wow, this guy's yeah. serious, you know? He's a leader. Yeah. Right away. Real. Anytime you're nervous before a big game, just give it to Bucks. Oh, hey, he'll he's, do he's something. No worries. Dude, some of yeah. his touches this weekend, I know it's a little fast 
thinking, but some of his touches this weekend yeah. just to get him out. I of would like trouble. to see him play more. I would like to see him start more. He has to. We'll get into that, but he has to. Yeah. Um, we're gonna round up this game. So, man of the match. Tom. Man of the match is Jurgen Klopp. <laughs> yeah, let's be real. Let's be real. Okay. Man of the match is Jurgen Klopp. He won yep. the game. He started a formation that nobody, nobody expected. They didn't know how to defend it. He totally took him off guard. Guy won the game, dude. He won the game before the game started. So does that mean the man of the match should be John Henry? Because he hired Klopp? <laughs> I'm fine with that. <laughs> oh, play play on the field. <laughs> I get what you're saying. You're right. I mean, the, that game was won before the, the, the whistle to kick off the game went off. Uh, that was for Reed's take. Yeah. Not so much <laughs> okay. by a take. Um, right. But coming into the game, I thought Liverpool was playing the better football. Um, had a feeling they'd win this game. And um, the young Brazilian Coutinho stepped up, I thought, um, against the Fernando brothers, who, who we thought might be might out-physical him, might you know try to take him off his game by, by stepping on him and fouling him. I thought he really stepped up, had a goal and assist. Excellent player. Unfortunately, he got injured at the end of the game, so yeah. we'll see. Hopefully, it's um, not too serious. Yeah, hopefully, it's not too serious, but Coutinho for me. Uh, for me, I had a hard time, man, choosing between Coutinho and Lallana. Like, some of the movements Lallana was making, there was a dummy that Coutinho had the ball on the left side of the field, went to play an early through ball, looked like he was playing it for Lallana. Lallana did a little step-over dummy, went through to Firmino, and Firmino blew the finish, but... Just that little like vision and confidence that Lalana's playing with. I think for me, he was man of the match. He didn't necessarily put up the stats or anything like that, but just his presence, so him smooth. running, his work rate. Like he was just that quiet guy in the engine room, just pouring coal on that fucking fire. That's why he's captain of Southampton, man. He's 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 coming together, man. I'm yeah. seeing why Liverpool yeah. got him in the yeah. first place. Rodgers must be smashing his head against the wall right now because totally he's agree. the one that brought him in. He saw, the talent. saw the talent. Rodgers knows how good he is. Yeah. No doubt. Huss? I'm in a match of this is... That's tough. Uh, he had the two Brazilians working with each other, which is really good. Coutinho, I myself actually thought he was going to be really good this game. I really... he He's at the point where I don't know who can stop him. He's being... Well, at least in England right now. He's, yeah, he's, he's being that good. Yeah. Firmino, he's really, he really showed up. But honestly... With Man City, people have scored goals before them, uh, uh, against them. How many times has a team really just kept them to one goal? That's the big thing. Yeah. He shut, I'm talking about Skirtle here, shutting down Aguero, shutting down the entire, uh, yeah. that offense. One goal against a, a defense that really isn't that yeah. good. Someone and, and had Lovren, to organize. Lovren came in for Sacco. This is Lovren's first game in a long time. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Someone had to organize him and with a goal, so I have to get and go with Skirtle. Oh, it's a great shot. Uh, good job, Austin. Great shot. All right. Defensive-minded. That's City Pool. <laughs> Next game we'll get into Chelsea-Norwich. A bit of a, I think a bit of a snoozer. Uh, it was a typical Chelsea game for me. Like, got the goal and then... Three they points. Quite, they the didn't one quite pack it in. win. It's a three-point yeah. game. It wasn't, as, it wasn't as parked the bus <laughs> as he's been before. Like, Chelsea still try to play, but it was sort of like, again, like, we're not going to take risk unless we had to, and... You know, you can chalk that up to intelligence. You're up one nothing. Why take risk if you don't need to? But it was, I'm, they, I'm still worried about Chelsea. Put it that way. They did take fewer more risks, and I think we see Mourinho now finally giving in a little bit, allowing his attacking players to be a little bit more creative yeah. and kind of just play their game, but with the responsibility of dropping back. Um, but what did you think, Fareed? There's there's one stat for me that really stands out about everything else, and that's the form of Eden Hazard. In this game, his form was an eight. 
Okay. okay? Yeah. When that's he fair. Perf- when his performance is an eight or better, Chelsea wins the game. You know, yeah. or they they at least score one goal. You mm-hmm. know, um, his performance is vital to the team's success attacking. Yeah. William is playing out of his mind this season. Has four free kicks already. So nasty. Scoring so many goals. So being so been dangerous. Carrying Chelsea this um, year. And, you know, Costa had the band in the middle, which kind of threw him off his form. And then you got the other side. And he's, he puts Pedro out there. He puts um, he puts Oscar out there. He puts Kennedy out there. He puts all these guys out there. Nobody can play the position. Nobody can play it as well as Hazard can play it. When his form is eight or better, I mean, we're talking, he's a world-class player. Yeah. If he doesn't show up to the game, the team suffers. Yeah. The team qu- suffers. The question is, how do you get him to show up to every game? Why is he not showing up? Why is he, is it... Just his mentality, he's young, he's still learning to be consistent, or is he frustrated by the environment at Chelsea? Is he dreaming of being on a is Barcelona it England? beach? Is he drinking? Is he smoking? Exactly. Is he, like, is he doing all the right like, things? Exactly. Is, is he bored of Which London? Is healthy for you, by the way. Very <laughs> <laughs> healthy. It's tough. It's tough to say what it is, because but I look at it this way, you know, he's not... He's not Messi, Ronaldo level. He's not that level. So, no, he, so yeah. you are not allowed to act that way. You shouldn't act that way. You should be still working to try and get better. And I think that he sometimes thinks he's better than he is. That's the okay. mental aspect, yeah. Yeah. which yeah. I think I is... I think he's a little... Thinks he's, that's the, he thinks that's he's the, the that's most that's important the, part about being a professional. That's the difference between Charisma and uh, Ronaldo when they were young. Obviously, we realized Ronaldo was special. But at the time when they were coming up, they both played the same way. And just one of them, when you look back has a higher work rate than the other. People forget Quaresma was on Barcelona. Quaresma was. He absolutely was. And he was thought to be better than Ronaldo. Didn't happen. Didn't happen because you look at Ronaldo. I've watched a Ronaldo documentary. And for anyone who hasn't watched it, please, I beg you, watch this Ronaldo documentary. It'll give you a different insight on who he is and just exactly how hard he works to be the best in the world. It comes off as a pretty boy in the media, a guy who's not a team player, but... You watch this documentary and you hear some of the things Sir Alex Ferguson says about him. Like, this guy is not exactly who we think he is. For me, Hazard, listen, I'm, I'm a Hazard fan. Like, I, I, he is my, he's one of my favorite players on the team. I, I love the guy. He's, his, his ability to play that wing position and be deceptive and creative and uh, really just open up and be a threat consistently. Is, it's, it's, so, it's so fun to watch. But when he's not there... Yeah. Um, when he's not there, he's he's not worth he's not worth it, and he needs to prove that he can be there all the time, yeah. not just when he feels like it or once in a while. But I think some of the other midfield players are very vital to Chelsea's success as well. You see, Nemanja Matic had a, a way better performance um, than he's been than he's been playing like the whole season, and just some of those the back line also as well. They they were able to pull off a clean sheet this weekend. Well, the past weekends have been difficult even trying to do that. I think so I don't know if point. that's tactics because they wanted to go forward more, so they had less pressure on them, or I don't know if the if the if the team's slowly starting to come together now. Good I good think. news for Chelsea fans is now they have that that win, so now they kind of have that monkey off their back, but there's yeah. still a lot of pressure. I think Terry played one of the better games he's played this year. You know, and that's that's vital to the team. Hazard playing well, and then Terry playing well, because then you got the front line locked, and you got the back line locked. In the middle, you can always figure it out with Matic, Fabregas. Those guys have enough class to sort of put it together. But you need a spearhead up top, like you said. Hazard has to show up, and Terry for now, until until you can get a Cahill showing up on that type of prowess. You know, you need Terry to show up and sort of hold the team up. Good news is Katoa is back in training. It looks like he'll be back very soon. 
Not that Begovic has been bad. No, not at all. Begovic, again, like I think Begovic has been an unsung hero because Chelsea has been losing. But I think things would be worse if they didn't have a guy like Begovic in the net. Yeah, if we had Czech, it'd be better. It definitely would be. Would. It definitely <laughs> would be. And that's pie in Mourinho's face. You got Drogba leading the scoring in the MLS or at least kicking kicking ass in the MLS. Score if he free had kicks him, will. If he had him, you know, then you don't have to worry so much about it. You don't need Falcao Remy or Falcao if you have him, I know. Exactly. Maybe if you have Lukaku and Kevin De Bruyne, who you didn't sell a couple of years ago. You sold them too early. You bring those guys in, they can hold you up for a Made while. some money on that deal, didn't we? I don't think LeBron points on that <laughs> So, well in this game, uh, Hazad, you say you get game at eight. He he still only had one shot. One shot. He needs to get more shots. It wasn't even on that. He needs to shoot. He needs to get open. I know he got fouls against him, but he has to keep shooting. He has to get help those goals. Uh, the thing that we brought on Friday, Fabregas. He started, played the whole game, got an assist. Two shots, or three shots, two on goal. They didn't go in, but at least he's shooting. And he got the assist to Acosta. He really, I think he stepped it up this week. And that's the focal point. If they have someone actually making plays. I know you're saying William is the best player on the team this year. But they need... Offensively. Yes, offensively. Yeah. Fabregas will bring a new dimension. If he goes and plays the way he does... We all have seen it. We all know how he plays. He plays differently from Willian to the point where he can make magic happen. Well, well it I was think, right off that. The, the different positions. Willian has been brought more into the center because um, Chelsea's been struggling in the middle with Oscar also being hurt. So, like, they've sort of had to force Willian to play a little more central. But I think when the team's firing in all cylinders, you, can, you want Willian out wide making his moves. And you want... Um, and you want, uh, what's his name, in the middle? You want him in the middle. Fabregas. In the middle, yeah. dishing it out. So that's, for me, I think you're right. Fabregas does need to come healthy. But I think William so far has been an okay, like, patch. Oh, no, I understand what you're saying there. That's what I was getting to on uh, the last time we talked was for the fact that I I really like William on the outside mm-hmm. with that speed. Even if we if you have Pedro on the outside, I like William on the outside. I don't yeah, know what it is, but I think that's there. that's his most natural position exactly. with his speed. One on one, oh, yeah. who can? I mean, come on, vicious elasticos. Yeah, he's, oh, the he's, triple one he does. You see that one? The, I haven't seen. He does the a Matthews with an elastico. Oh no, he goes inside, outside, inside. You know, he doesn't he even need that. Just how fast is he? One on one with most defenders, he can just and literally run power. by them. And shot power, he yes. can shoot from way out. Exactly. And I think the thing Huss is really saying about Fabregas is now the different type of midfielders. Sometimes they're not the strongest, the fastest, the most athletic, but they're special kind of midfielders who slow the game down for your team. Which you guys were talking about, Swinesteiger exactly, earlier for United. Who bring that and a little blasphemous to say because his his career still has some time left in it, but like that. That Javi-esque, Iniesta-esque, Schweinsteiger sort of composure to your midfield. And when Fabregas is hitting all cylinders, I hate to admit this as an Arsenal fan, but he's one of those players who can really slow the game down, possess it for you, um, keep other players calm, and attack and defend as well. He could speed it up. He can. He, he sets the tempo. Exactly. Yeah. He, he, you know, he controls how fast or how slow, or if you're, full, if you're high pressure, low pressure, he, he, he just... He's commander. Yeah, he's a stud, man. And I, I, 
There's a reason he's captain of Arsenal at that young of an age, man. Yeah, and you sort of understand why uh, why Wenger didn't want him back, but I feel like maybe Wenger had swallowed his pride a little bit, brought him back. I, it probably wouldn't have been, you know, a popular move amongst Arsenal fans, but look look at the squad now. We'll get into the game, but, you know, to have Fabregas on the pitch with... Uh, multiple times you could have swallowed his pride with... Um Song as well. Yeah, could have taken Song I back. Think, I think Wagner takes it very personally, and he gets hurt emotionally when players leave him. And he looks at it as like, yeah, oh, they, think, they think they think that they can go somewhere else and win it at another coach. Well, no, they can only win it at me. Yeah. You know, and it, 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 I, I, I do get it. Like, you know, I, I coach as well, and I, I, you know, when players leave, it's, you know, it hurts. Yeah. It can, you know, but yeah. uh, it's, part of, it's just part of the game. Yeah, you're right. So, uh, man of the match for this game. I'll kick it off. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, um, for me, it was Matic. Matic has had a uh, arguably a rough season compared to who he is. But I think yesterday he showed his potential. He showed his form from last season when Chelsea were firing. He's making tackles. He's dribbling at defenders. He had a bit of a, a mini breakaway where he broke in behind the back four, just dribbled his way in casually. Obviously, he's got to work on his finishing. That finishing was horrendous. It should have been low across the keeper. He decides to shoot high and near post. He's so lanky. He's so lanky. couldn't (laughs) control his legs. But, yeah, for me, Matic, man of the match. Great tackles everywhere. Good in possession. He killed it. Mine was um, Eden Hazard. Special player. Um, I think he should shoot more, too, man. I really do. I haven't really seen his range. I don't know if if he can ping from about 30 to... To, to 40 um, you know meters out but I, I think in Coutinho's game we're seeing that a little bit more I'd like to see that in Hazard's game but um, he had a, he had a great game in general and you know like Farid was saying if he's hitting on all cylinders he's a world-class player um, Farid yeah, my uh, my player of the game's got to be Hazard as well you know when um, it's tough to tough to explain but when one player in your team plays particularly well and you see them breaking the defense's backs time after time, <clears throat> It, it, it breeds a confidence within the squad. And maybe you play better defense that day. Maybe your midfield connects more passes. It really sets the tone. So for me, it's got to be Hazard. For me, it has to be, like I was talking about before, Fabregas. Uh, I like Fabregas, the way he just moved. I disagree with the magic uh, for the fact that near the end of the game, he made some suspect some really suspect passes like he was not composed by the end of the game I don't think he he made probably three or four passes that I did not like uh, a couple of them got picked off um, throughout the the beginning he was decent but I think Fabregas cool all right so we'll move on to the next one Watford Man United a uh, bit of a quiet game very happy the Glory, glory, boys. Man United, the devils. Memphis. Memphis taking care of business. 11th minute scores a goal. But then after that, I don't know, Memphis. Bro, I mean, my man was starting as a center forward. Mm-hmm. Great goal if you saw it. Finished with his left foot first time. From who? Who'd that ball come <laughs> from? You tell me. I don't want to say. Under, under. I don't want to say. Herrera <laughs> with the assist. My bro's favorite player. I got his jersey on right now. Who just I'm might bu- be a fraud. I'm buying in early. <laughs> he just might be a fraud in you disguise. Know, I agree with T. Buy low, sell high. Buy low, sell high. I like Herrera a lot. He's he's one of those guys that you trust with the ball that might have a high 80s passing completion. He's just a guy that you when he has the ball at his foot, he can either dribble it 
or pass it. He has full control of the ball. He can't shoot it. But he can't pick it up with his hands. Well, I'm saying saying is full control of not just the ball, but the game when the ball's at his foot. Yeah, no, that makes sense to you guys. I think, I think he's not getting enough consistent starting time in the team. No, I think you're sort of starting to see the effects. I saw him before he got hurt um, in the 25th minute during that game. He did give away one or two balls. There were times where he didn't show, like, give good angles. His movement was a little off. And I don't know, maybe maybe he was carrying an injury and try to play through it because it looked like a muscle injury. It wasn't mm. like a contact injury. So maybe he just was trying to play through the, the pain and you could see that he was struggling. Or maybe he was just off because he's not getting 90 minutes day in, day out. So I don't think he will because of the, how the Man United uh, midfield is set up. You yeah. have Morgan Schneiderlin, who's more the defensive midfielder. Yep. I don't think you're going to start anyone over him. And then you have a World Cup winner in Boston Schweinsteiger, when healthy, when not fatigued, is your number one option. That's so, my favorite midfield pairing, by the way. Yeah. Just a quick side note. like Those two, like Boston and uh, Schneiderlin in the midfield for United currently, I think. What about Michael Carrick? Pairing. No. Carrick, I feel like... Carrick, he's... I don't think he can he can play at this pace, you know. I think he's thirty four years old. He's so done. Like, not quite done. I think at he can Man still. United. No, no. I think he can still stay at United, but I don't think he can start a lot of games. So he's an off the bench player now for you. Yeah, or like you know, once every two or three games, you bring him in to start. Someone's like, injured. Something. Yeah, Someone needs a day off. Yeah, it's just you know. He's, Cup. Yeah, games. he's fading away, slowly fading away. That type of thing. Carrick is still useful, but yeah, I don't think he's. Starting the, the games inside uh, day in and day out. So, sorry, just uh, interrupted your thought. But those that two pairing, I think, works. Yeah. Um. So unless Ande is playing in a more advanced role, which is likely where Mata's playing, it, it's kind of odd. It leaves it up to the coach now to rotate. And before we're kind of talking about how Mourinho doesn't tend to rotate his players. You know, coaches are very specific. Some coaches just like they're starting eleven. And, um, you know, if you're a sub, you're a sub. Whereas other coaches invest in the full squad and anticipate rotating players in, yeah. um, you know, especially youth players, which we've seen from Man United with the likes of Lindegaard, who had a great opportunity, could have chipped it over the goalie, but isn't was quite weird... clinical yet, I guess. We can't see, qualify him as a clinical finisher. For me, for me, I see the... Um... It's an ever-changing squad at United. Yeah. And uh, you never know who's in the starting 11. I think it's different almost every every game, every other game. It's fluid. Um, well, it, not only that, but it, it breeds competition. Yeah. And I think that makes extremely um, competitive practices yeah. between first squad, second squad, uh, bench players, um, you know, reserves. Reserve. Youth, even youth. Even I mean, you look at the youth. He, he yeah. brings up Tyler Black at last, Herrera, last year, 19 years McNair old. McNair started. Yeah, now he's got, he's got four or five young, good players loaned out championship division one level yeah um he's trying to, he's trying so he's he's mixing youth he's mixing bastion schweinsteiger some age some 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 people who've been there won championships and he's mixing in you know up and coming players he's just he's got a good thing going on with his chemistry there yeah and um if you, the, the the bottom line you look at the matchup at watford a team that's been promoted um new into the prem they're taking on the, the giants the united's yeah. you know this is the game that everybody in that team gets up for yeah they all want to get up they all want to get three points so I think it's you know what United got three points got in there it wasn't pretty at some times but got it done that's yeah. and that's that's what that that's how you and win I, championship and right I think there. United deserve to win the game I think looking looking at looking at the way United played they were always in control not always like clinical and not always that sharp spear and that threat but <coughs> they were always gonna win that game and 
again, it, it breeds a question of this whole possession, playing that possession soccer type of, type of system where everything is slow and, like, controlled. It's like once the other team scores, like, you have to up the tempo. And has he trained them enough in upping the tempo to do that? I feel like we got lucky to score that that second goal to win the game. But at the same time, we were in control of the game. So we always knew there was going to be another chance. Hey, they played hard to the United. end. You played hard to the end, you can, there's always a chance you get yeah. three points. Look at Leicester City. Yep. Getting it done. I was so excited. Go ahead, Huss. Oh, I was just going to bring up Deeney. Yeah, bro. I was, about to say, again. I was so excited when, when Watford got the, <laughs> the hero and the villain. Rojo. Rojo, Rojo can seize the penalty kick. And I, you know what? I thought that was a great call by the referee. A lot of the times we see those challenges where, you know, whether it's a Diego Costa or a, a strong forward who's holding up the ball and the defender's all over him, kind of pulling them back. And a lot of the times those aren't given. They're seen as attacking players diving. But I thought that was the right call. And like we're saying, Dini, man, you stepped Troy up. Dini. He had he had his um his his ex cons there. <laughs> Problem is though, he slid into the goal with the ball to lose the game. Uh, See, I'm a uh, huge. Uh, I, I hate. It was a captain's ha- effort, man. Well, the thing is, I don't like when people slide, because you can no Ray because no 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 can I finish? No. Next. No, I don't mean in general. I like sliding in general, but I'm saying at that moment, he didn't have to slide. Hit it away with your foot. No, It was dude, such dude, a captain's it's effort. It's, it's momentum. Like, yes, you can say, you can look back and be like, okay, he should have planted and then hit it back with his foot. But, like, he's literally seeing, like, dying seconds of the game. He's making a, a gallant effort to stop the ball. And, like, it came in off him, but it wasn't really his fault. He mad because he tried too hard. Is yeah, like, no, I, you can try. You can <laughs> it's, try hard. it's one of those shitty really goals where it comes off your foot and it goes in. It's not like he swung his foot and he missed it. Like he just slid. If but the point him. is, it was his fault that the ball went in. No, I'm not. You're, you're right because watching the replay, if he had just left it, Aurelio Gomez and the other defender were right yeah, there. Yeah, well, communication. I'm so. not so much saying that. I'm just saying once you leave your feet and you're sliding. You're out of the play. What happens if it's like a fake and he slides and he just chips it over him or something? Yeah, but so how many goal goal. how many how many off the line efforts have you seen where a player slides and kicks it away? Like it's it's the normal thing to do, like to to slide into your net and try to try to throw a body on it or something. What? If 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 Boston Schweinsteiger actually shot that ball and it was going in, he I think Dini has a better angle at sliding and hitting it away. But the only problem is that Boston hit it square. Which Boston wasn't trying to hit it square. He was trying to shoot. So that was the... I feel like it was the right decision. It was a shitty outcome, though. No, I, I, I know where you guys are coming from. I just... I think United earned it, man. I think they played good all game. They played hard all game. They, they tried hard. You could see how everybody was, you know, given full effort. It's, and, they, and they got it done. It's yeah. random youth stepping up, which I hate, but I can respect. As an Arsenal fan? As an Arsenal fan, I hate, <laughs> but I can totally respect because it's different guys popping up every week. Yeah. When, once you have that and a solid defense, yeah, the we're talking about a title, stop. ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about a title. It's the back four. You've got to get that weight. back four organized. Then I think Chris Smalling this year has been mammoth. Yes. In that in that in that category, and uh, I hate to admit that, but he really has been a difference maker. And you can see why he's getting runs with the England national team now. Yeah. You know, dude. I think fucking Jones, dude. If he can just please stay healthy for more than. Five games at a time. He gets he's, hurt because he tries too hard and he gets like kicked in the nose or something, dude. He's got the worst luck, but he. Awful. I agree. But that pairing, him and Smalling, yes, it's not quite Ferdinand and Vidic, but it's pretty fucking close. Could be better. It could be. It could no, be better. Relax. No, no, I'm saying no, no. Look potential. at the athleticism no, 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 on Smalling. Potential, dude. Oh potential. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, still no. <laughs> Are you kidding no. me? Potential. Ferdinand and Vidic. Yes. 
Ferdinand, who was the most expensive defender of his generation. Oh, David Luiz came along and uh, quashed that. Yeah. And Nemanja I mean, Vidic, a man who will no, go Nemanja into was, like he'll he, he'll play with like a, a, a tooth. I mean, with a with a with a knife in his sock yeah. or something. Have you seen Smalling like, play? <laughs> Smalling seems like a Vidic kind of guy. No, he I doesn't have that class of. He, Ferdinand. He's a hybrid dude. He's a hybrid because he he's a, a freak hybrid. athlete. Yes, he's a freak athlete, but yeah, he's also like, like kind of got some Vidic esque. And if he could, if he could become, I mean, he's not there. No, he's but not he, there. He, he has he's a, threatening, dude. Smalling, I agree with. I think he has the potential to be world class, but his partner, Phil Jones. You don't like Jonesy? Oh, no, 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 no. To Phil be Jones, comparable no, no, with no. Ferdinand no, 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 and Vidic as a pair? No, I don't agree. No, no, I, I meant like just as Smalling on his own. Smalling on his own has oh. the potential to be either one of those players. Then you bring in like a classy, like a Hummels to help him out to the, sort of put... Yeah, like Ferdinand, you, you know what Ferdinand one, did? Ferdinand put his arm around Vidic. So Vidic had more of a freedom to like not make mistakes, but like sort of play a little more dangerously like a, a safety stopper. blanket. Yeah, because Ferdinand was like, all right, I'll be the brains of this operation. You be the muscle. And that's how the partnership works. Sol Campbell and Tony Adams. Tony Adams, the brain. Sol Campbell's the hammer. The thing is, Smalling has good <laughs> Sol feet. Campbell. He has good feet. He played right back for a lot of last year, which people kind of forget about. But he has the ability to build up the attack yeah. from defense coming so that's, out of the back. So that's why in this current time... Smalling is the Ferdinand, Jones is the Vidic, because Jones is a guy who's smashing his head on the floor. That's what I meant. I didn't necessarily mean that these two are going to be those two. Okay. But I'm saying the style, the chemistry we have between those two is similar to those mm-hmm. two. I'm saying a lot of those two, these Jones, two, those two. Jones, he can also play right back, too. <laughs> he can. Uh, I, think, I, yeah. think some, I think he's had some real good games out there. So even if they want to bring in somebody else who's you know a smarter or maybe, uh, maybe more of a hammer-type defender, they have that option, and they can... Like, I think Jones does real well. That you know, he gets yeah. forward well. He plays in good crosses, and you know, he defends hard. Yeah, you, know, he does. you can't really, ask much more for outside back. I like his game. I just want someone who you know is going to be there. Exactly. Someone who won't get injured. I yeah. agree with that. That's all you I'm saying. You need that at center back. Yeah, in, in defense, rock. actually. Out of every, out of every position, you need. I think that, that plays yeah. right into our next topic. What's that? <laughs> well, I, I, Arsenal. <laughs> One second about, the, about United. You got why you got to bring up about, <laughs> about United. I want to um, talk real quick. What happened to the Italian? Damian? Yeah, what is, where's he been? What's he been doing? Like, why is I he not playing? I think he's class. I think he's hurt. Yeah, he's, he, he's, he's, he's on the bench. Is he? Yeah, he was on the bench. I'm not sure if you guys heard something about him. I'm not sure why he's you know he what not happened? performing. Ashley Young happened. I, Ashley Young was so good, he was undeniable. So he went from forward to midfield to defender? Undeniable. Man, <laughs> so got, got, got the best final delivery on that team. I think maybe second is Juan Mata, but if you want to talk about in terms of service, his work rate's amazing. I think we're seeing the evolution of Ashley Young. He's went from uh, a left winger to now a right back. Yeah, he kept it almost like a Valencia where he kept on moving back, moving back. He's showing defensive yeah. quality, right? And I, I mean, Ashley Young. Yeah, is it maybe because he's put on a little bit more muscle? You know, United gives their guys steroids. Everyone. Demarcus Beasley. Uh, Yo, hey, look easy. at the, look at Demarcus Beasley for the U.S. Men's National Team. Up and coming, like 21, 23 years old, playing at Rangers, was a winger. Uh, was like was like a, was like the future of USA. Oh, he's such a good attacking player. Blah blah blah, and then like he fades away, yeah. and he comes back in our last World Cup, plays left back, captains the team, still has number seven on from when he was like twenty years old, and now he plays left back, because the winger and outside back position for me is very similar, and you know one requires obviously more work defensively, yeah. but if you can get forward well and you can defend really well, well then you belong at outside back. Yeah, you know, and I think that. Uh, Ashley Young shows that he's he's maybe not the most dangerous attacking player, uh, but 
if you keep him outside back, he can defend well. He gets forward pretty well and can service a really service a really good ball. Mm-hmm. And for, from an outside back, that's all you need. You need someone who works hard and that can do that. I think Darmian, he's been kind of developed by Van Hal and like just kind of been taken under his wing a little bit. And right now, I see Van Hal just going strictly for points, strictly for the ducats right now. Nothing personal. What else is it about? So, so Herrera, you can sit your ass out. Darmian, you can sit your ass out. Memphis, yeah. if need be, you can sit your ass out. Yeah. We're going for these points. And fuck, I, as long as that continues, Man United has a chance to win it. I got three more things. One real quick. Uh, Depay, playing forward. Do you like him more as a winger or more of a central forward? Winger. Winger. Both. Well, you got to pick one. Dude. Yeah, you got to pick one. He Either can. or. Winger. Okay, fantastic. Yeah. Another one. Uh, <laughs> so you heard Van Gaal talking about uh, Cristiano. That's wait and hope. So he sounds like he might actually dude, be interested. He might think, actually really try to push for him. Dude, I think the best thing that could have happened this weekend, and we'll get into it later, is Real Madrid getting pumped for nothing by a Messi-less Barcelona. Obviously, Messi came on as a sub, but like that Barcelona team before Messi came on was already in control of that game. And I think Real Madrid is starting to sort of lose their love affair with Ronaldo, and Ronaldo's feeling it too. Rafa now Benitez. he's thinking about that next move. It's Rafa Benitez. Uh, yeah, how yeah. do you do that? Like, how do you bring in a failed hey, Liverpool ask Jose coach? Mourinho. Everywhere he goes, he fails. Jose. Well, he, he didn't really fail. I mean, he did no, win Champions what League. I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, though, like, he, has, he barely won the Champions League. People don't like him. Well, I but like, I don't think because I don't think he's done anything. Do you see the comments? That great. Do you that see the comments great. Jose's wife got? Do you see all that stuff? Yeah, yeah. That, I would, that, that. that for me sums it up. Yeah. Jose no. Marie, Jose, Wait, what happened? Uh, Raf, was it Rafa's? Rafa's wife came off and said, "Oh, my husband has to clean off the Jose again." Yeah. And Jose was like, um, "Maybe you should. Maybe you should check with your husband. He went to Inter and he ruined one of the best teams in the world. Yeah. In, in six in three months. And, he also said, <laughs> and then he said, yeah. maybe he just, you should focus on your husband's diet. Yeah. And not his work. <laughs> yeah." <laughs> Shots fired. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody else said anything after that. I'm just saying, it was right? Over. It was but bad. like the point, the point that he makes is is very good. When he when Josie went to Inter, Inter was nothing. Had him on the Syria. Um, they had they had nothing. Yeah. He goes there. They treble. went to Syria. They treble. they treble. Treble. They treble. He goes there. Boom. Treble. Done. Okay. Um, this team is the best team in the world now. Diego Molitos, unbelievable. Jose leaves. Goes to Real. Yeah. Where, where does Inter go? Rafa. Down the tube, but down the tube. They don't. They don't even make Champions League. Then again, Jose also left after his normal time. When he stays a little bit longer, like he has at Chelsea, they start to go downhill. So yeah. if he stayed at Inter, would they go downhill? I, no matter. That was hey, hey, he, that's gave a, him, he gave yeah. him a Ferrari with a hundred thousand yeah. miles on it. Yeah. 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 Hey, listen, I, trust Still me. I'm not a, a fan of Rafa. I'm not Still a fan of Rafa. Yeah. That's a good. That's a good point. The thing is, when Real Madrid comes knocking at the door. No matter what you're doing, you stop what you're doing, you put it down, and you walk out the door. I don't know. Damn, I'm sure. yeah. It's real. I don't know. Maybe I'm doing something and next here's week. here's the thing. <laughs> he's Portuguese, so he grew up watching Spanish soccer. Yes. Yeah, so that's all it's that about. speaks to Rafa. He was doing well at Inter. There yeah. was nothing. There was no problems with him at Inter. He won, yeah. won three Serie A's in a row, I think, right? And was managing a volatile Balotelli at the time. Ibra- Ibrahimovic. Still kept him on his way. Hello. He had all these he, had, he all these guys, and he made them superstars. Yeah. yeah. And um, My thing about... He left. And then he left. That was it. My thing about Rafa is that really speaks to um, even his appointment as a, as a manager at Madrid. And this is a little bit of bro science just because um, I don't have all the actual facts. But um, there was a Madrid representative who had, who had been quoted as saying that Rafa was about the fourth or sixth on the list of managers that they really wanted. Really? Wow. Yeah. And they, so to make that public even... It just just speaks to because to the, show the that level. Perez present for uh, Florentino Perez is exactly insane. and it's it's kind of acknowledged. No so Rafa's a great tactician, 
he I'm not gonna question you know his, his, what he knows about his X's and O's but that thing about coaching is that sort of intangible leader that, of men yeah you, not only a leader of men but that inspiration that you breed off a Jurgen Klopp a Alex Ferguson an Arsene Wenger there's something about these guys where <laughs> when, they, when they step on the pitch they even the special one to be known as the special <laughs> yeah. one that air of confidence that you carry to me, Rafa doesn't have that. And that's what separates him from being mentioned among those managers. And that's why well, I was shocked. Does Van Gaal have that? Yeah, yeah he, he does. does. You think? Van Gaal does. I'm not, I'm not a fan. when you're getting likes from Xavi, when Xavi's bigging you up. Dude, he coached Bayern oh. like he's done. It. Yeah, Van Gaal, look, he's, I rag on Van Gaal a lot, but I think... The rigid football, you, you enjoy that, mister? Mister, I, I like flashy this and I flashy that? I do not that? like it. I Thank do you. not like it, but I was... I was talking to a friend of mine at work, and he put it in a way that totally makes sense. It's like you're building. He's here as a caretaker. He knows he's a caretaker. He's here to build a foundation, and it's not about necessarily winning Champions League right now, winning the Prem, but it's about showing the world that there is a structure here. There is a system here. There is youth being blended with older players. The same culture is still alive, and in the meantime, we're going to try to win the Prem, but... Once that next guy takes over from Vengal, that's when I think the machine will be well-oiled and will be ready to go. So I'm not happy right now with Vengal, but we're winning, so I can't be that mad. So he's a mechanic. He's there to fix the car, but he's not there to drive yeah, it right now. Maybe test it, yeah, make sure it's okay, and then hand off the keys Everybody to uh, knows Pep that. Guardiola. Everybody knows that. He's older. He's getting older. He wants to retire soon. It's wishful they're, thinking right there. I snuck that in. <laughs> nah, I'm not going to let you. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I'm get it out. Come to Arsenal, Pep. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a good point. I mean, I think that's all. He's just a caretaker. Like, he's old. He's been at yeah. Ajax. He's been this at Barca. He's been job. at Bayern. He's coached you know, the national team. He's been, he's done, he's done so many things. And, I mean, what, he, he's a dinosaur. I don't even know how old he is. But I think he's just here and he's just getting ready to just take hand off. I yeah. know you talk about Giggs being the manager next, but I don't even think he's ready. I think you need someone like a Pep, someone who, yeah. uh, someone who's just, who's done a lot. Yeah, who's um, built? Who's sort of built a team from the ground up? Yeah, not like a Jose who's a hitman. You need... don't want to bring in somebody who has yeah. is just new to this. Pep yeah. did the same thing that what they're trying to do with Giggs, where Pep was with Barcelona. They won. He coached the B team. Then he coached Barcelona, and then he went on. Well, took the year off in New York, and then went to Bayern. Giggs won trophies. He could be coaching the the United B team. But right now he's the assistant coach of the United team, and then he could move on to United, and then wherever. I mean, maybe he wants to say that, but it's the same thing as Pep. I well, get, I get kind of Pep coached a little bit longer than Giggs's tenure, didn't he? I'm, I'm gonna check that because I'm pretty sure that Pep went straight from team to B team. I because uh, you playing, have to figure playing. out when like they retired. Pep retired earlier than Giggs mm-hmm. had more time to coach. Giggs I, retired a lot later. But either way, it's semantics. I get. I understand the vision. I understand the vision. I'm with you. So Pep uh, stopped playing in 2006. Then coached Barcelona B 2007 to 2008. Barcelona from 2008 to 2012. Bayern from 2013. Two so, years. Yeah, so two years. <laughs> Dude, this guy's special. I didn't know that. Yeah, I so did he, not know that. Like, I, I looked it up a while ago, and this is like one of those two years after retiring, he's coaching the fucking That's first legit. team. Yeah, but I, so, what they did was very smart. They gave him. They knew that they had a very talented B team coming up through the academy, and uh, what they did when he, he retired. Coached them from B yes, team. Yes, of course, of course. They said, well, okay, well, it was only one year. It was Barcelona as a whole system. Let me finish. Let me finish. When you get a team when they're young, when they're impressionable, they're not professional players yet. You know, you get a bunch of kids. 
Yeah. And you look at you and you're like, hey, listen, next year I'm going to be the coach of the top team. And I'm going to pick so many of you guys to come with me onto the top team. Do you know how hard that team's going to work for you for the year? Yeah. You could you could get them to do anything you want. Mm-hmm. And then he takes over the top team and he goes, okay, these these 11 players are great. I want all these players on the team. Boom. They're, they're professional players getting paid professional contracts. He made their dreams come true. And, you know, he and told they're them. loyal to him. Yeah. And of yeah. Course, they do anything for him. Yeah. And they, he, but he's, what he's also able to do is instill the mentality of the team, what he wants to do. Like, okay, you don't go out past this time. You don't drive this car. You have to do this. You have to behave like a little and they boy. All you, they and all buy in. And they do it. In. They all drive Audis. Okay. They, you don't hear about them in the media. Okay, yeah. you don't you don't hear they don't come out and say things like they don't you don't hear anything about Barcelona players because they're supposed to behave like respectable other Spanish just citizens. Yeah, they're not supposed to be above citizenship. They're supposed to just be normal people. And he did it to these kids at like what, 18, 17 years old. Yeah, and they're like okay, and they do that professionally. But um, how many of those kids actually made it to the first team though? Not too many. Yeah, I don't I don't think no, that. No, but, I, I, but I mean, still, I was like, just thinking even Bullion if you Karkage. even even if you pluck like four or five of them like it's still I think, like, I think it was less than that I really do uh, the big thing I also have to say is that one thing you have to remember about Pep is that he also did have a uh, he went from uh, playing at Barcelona ended in 2001 and then came back in 2007 to coach so he was playing at other teams I just want to get that in first so he didn't just go straight from Barcelona to coaching Barcelona that's that's yeah. a big point that I just want to make yeah I'm hoping Real Madrid does the same with Zizou um, Zidane who was a legend I know he was also put in charge of the the B team for them I think his son Enzo as well played under him he's a captain um, yeah so I mean I mean that's that's a lot of hype to live up to huh? imagine being Zidane's son it's like being Jordan's kid like you can't go anywhere but down. Yeah, man. There actually is a video online about Zidane and his son playing like a little like two v two like giveaway competition. Have you seen it? A little video, a little fun. No, that's we'll just a little. That up. We'll post that up on the Twitter. Yeah, that's just a little uh, ADD moment there for you. Nice. Uh, so real quick, Reed, before you go, man of the match. Man of the match for me. You do it. Watch you go first. You go first. I'm not ready. I'm not prepared. <laughs> Watford United, man of the match. Bring it back. Um, I'd probably say De Gea. De Gea made some special saves in that game. Um, World with, class. Without him, we're down 2-1, 3-1. Like, he, he just played He played unreal, as always. Bailed us out. Tom? I mean, my boy Memphis. I mean, I know the head did bail you out and he may have not honestly had like the most impactful performance in terms of just work rate yeah but he had a clinical goal um starting a, starting in a center forward role really gave the team um, more energy played some good passes in to Lindegard. i thought Lindegard could be more clinical um but memphis to buy Nice. I got I got to agree with Tommy there that's 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 100% right memphis to pay you know he's new to the team this year and he just keeps scoring goals. You know, he pops up in every couple games, and he puts one in. And um, he's just a good. He's a, he's a threat. And yeah. you know he's gonna be in the lineup. You know you have to defend him. And he's tough. He's tough to stop. Yeah. So it's it's good to see from him. Stop. See, the big thing for me is well, Lingard. Uh, he did have a decent game, but he didn't finish it. Mm-hmm. So I can't really say him. Depay, he finished one, but it's one of those things where he's really he was he was close to being one of the top. I mean, top players he obviously was but he, he might have been the top player for me but not really Swanside came in at the end really came in and bid he was the rock for the most part but when it comes down to it Watford 
We're talking about Watford here. 2-1 against Watford. And you had to rely on your goalie? Come on. De Gea is the, the play of the game because of the... Were, weren't there two saves at the end or something? Yeah. That he made... Special saves. There was yeah, one. We, what, he came to the right side? And it was maybe it was a deflection? Or when, it was a, it was a deflection, deflection, so he had to drop to it the was, right. It was that... Like, Shows that he is top two, top three goalies in the world easily. He has yeah. at least one of those a game. Yeah. That, at least one. one of those Without saves, De Gea, yeah. I think that they lose probably two games extra and probably would have tied another game. So they would have been out, maybe even out of the top four. Well, you, yeah. say, you say Watford, and look, I know Watford isn't the, the strongest squad. Um, you know, I kind of feel for Watford fans with their goalkeeper, Aurelio Gomez, who at one point had, um, you know, world class potential. But to me, is is more like a poor man's Bartez. You know he's good for a mistake, um, you know, every other game. Um, but I think Warford's a well-organized team. Um, it's just a, it's a, it's a promoted team. Yeah. But the reason why you do get your Schweinsteigers, leaders like this, is for what he does in the last minute. That never give up attitude. He just keeps going at it. It doesn't phase him that they just tied up the game as a result of the penalty. And the one great thing about Man United is when they when they typically get scored on, they're very great at putting pressure on the the opposition. So, I agree with you on that one. Where um, the the defense did really well for United, where Gallo, he was nowhere to be found. He did nothing that game. I mean, he had like three shots, but like earned he, a PK. Well, oh, and he did that. True. Okay, so I can't really be that harsh, but usually I uh, he's. I feel like it's I'm better. used to him doing a lot more, especially mm. for the year that he's had. When he's on the field, like he, in my mind, will score almost. Mm. And he just he didn't do as much as I thought he could have done. Uh, he's not it, the black Vardy. Exactly. And, <laughs> 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 and uh, Dini, I mean, he did his thing. He played hard. He had his mint inmates in there, but, you know, not enough. <laughs> uh, so I do have to agree with you that it is Watford. They do play well. They play hard, but... It's United. Now, if you want to say, oh, Watford's really organized, it's United. My dude, United it's United the EPL, and Arsenal just lost to West Brom. I know, I know, but... Speaking but of that. Is United, let's, get, let's get right into that. To be fair, is Arsenal on the same Tell level as United? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, yes. I, what I'm saying is... Over the past three years, yes. Well, th- okay, we're talking about three years. Since but when, you retired, When yes. people talk about soccer, if you say, give me three soccer teams in the world, are they going to say Arsenal? What are we talking about? How does this debate get to here? What? Well, I'm saying they're gonna we, say we United. just we just transit rough transition into West Brom Arsenal. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, put on your seatbelts. I was not getting shocked. <laughs> like, wait, how up. That Arsenal. All right, let's 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 let Tom go with this. Tom, let's all talk. Right. Let's talk. I mean, I know you're a big Arsenal fan. Uh, I mean, boys, you've been giving me a hard time all season being a Chelsea fan. So this is like it's a really great day for all of us here. Um, <laughs> I love it. It hurts. All right, all right, go ahead, go ahead. What do you got? What do you got? Santi, I can't believe it. Santi Garzola, man. I Captain mean, Santi. I guess we'll go from back to front with this. Had a, had a, had an, a, an opportunity to score a penalty kick to tie it up. Arsenal have been playing an awful game, um, quite honestly. It was ugly. Uh, it was ugly, and I gotta give credit to some of the West Brom players, uh, especially McLean, that left winger. Given Hector Bellerin nightmares, and he's been probably like one Dude. of our best defenders, like one of the best right? defenders in the 
in he's the sneaking. league. He's sneaky. He's sneaky, deceptive. Dude, I was watching that game like from the first like minutes. I was His like, technical ability is very high. He physical, he, but he's smart. He's very physical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He just put a body on him. He puts high pressure, and when he gets the ball, he's very dangerous. He's yeah. got good feet. Uh, I think he makes yeah, a lot a of things happen. Surprise yeah. to watch that game. Yep. On my fantasy team, just saying. Is but he? <laughs> I wasn't surprised though at the slow start of Arsenal. Um, we were starting carrying Gibbs at left wing, so right away that let me know that the Try squad to roll was the thin. Dice again, dude. Um, yeah, I, look, and I don't know. Look, Wenger's been known to do this in the past, where he's converted players from um, midfielders to forwards with the likes of Henri, Robert Van Persie. Yeah, these guys have become world class forwards. Yeah. So now we might be looking at a, at a defender who's being transitioned into an attacker. Um, but he doesn't quite seem to have the, the 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 uh, attacking prowess. Um, I should say the finishing. Mm-hmm. Um, he had Kieran Gibbs. I thought did all right. He had some good crosses in, but it's just it smells of desperation for me. It was yeah. a sad performance. I I really would rather not talk about it because it was just <laughs> it was it hurts. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna be I'm gonna be nice to you now. I think that um, the emerging problems without Theo Walcott are bad. I think that um, you're less attacking. You lack that 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 extra that extra some like something on the, on the wing. Yeah. yeah. And um, I think when Theo Walcott's in the lineup with Giroud as your big man, I think I know they've been playing him instead of Giroud, but I think the two of them together um, are just so dangerous. Yeah. It's so Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, who's also injured too. Yeah, yeah. It's that's. I mean, that's the story of Arsenal's what last five years injuries. Speaking of it, every year, every year. Tell me, I know you're passionate about. It's got to be something with the physio. Something with the physio. There's got to be wrong. Literally, our best player this year, not in terms of goals, but our most consistent player, Francis Coughlin, goes down today, gets injured. Looked like his knee. um, First ten minutes in. As a result of that, we bring in Mikel Arteta, who's old as fuck. Um, he gets injured. Don't but, but also, also, also Mikel. And, and then, uh, we're, then he, we're forced to replace him with Flamini. He had a nightmare, Mikel Arteta, in the sense that he comes on, he gives away that free kick to give them their first goal, and then he scores an own goal. Like, it's just, it sucks for Arteta. It's not, it doesn't speak to who he is, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> yes, injuries, Arsenal. Yes, it does. Uh, when it's not know, your day, man. it's not your yeah, day, it's man. it's not his day. I've been there. Like, you never had a bad day? Honestly, you're right, though. Like, if I Arteta, agree. If Arteta's not on the field, obviously that's a different game. Coquelin, you could argue, wouldn't make this, those same mistakes. But Coquelin's also like a, an aggressive tackler. So that's how the free kick was given away by a silly tackle. So Coquelin could have easily done it. But it goes to speak about, you know, Arsenal's depth. I don't know why Wenger just doesn't buy solid squad players every year. I know he want, like Arsenal's more frugal and financially aware, but... You gotta pad that squad, man. That squad struggles every. For me, for me, year. it's been uh, a couple seasons that Arsenal has the same problem. Center back, yeah. Center back. You have one center back. You don't like. I, I think Lauren Kanchelski is uh, a quality center back. I think he does a good job. I don't rate Permarzaga very high. I think you keep Permarzaga, but you need to bring in a true number one. Yeah. Um, I, I think that 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 his his pace obviously is a problem, for, especially for the EPL. And I just think he's not a true one. He's the biggest liability on our team. Every Cooper. time, Paramatazaka, yeah. and he's our captain, which is odd. I, I mean, don't get it. I, I, I do get, it, get yeah. it. He has a lot of experience playing okay. in Germany, um, playing. He's a World Cup winner. So, you know, you have to show him his respects um, as as far as his career goes. But, but captain? in the league he's in, he, he cannot keep up with the pace. 
Um, I thought Kishanli is also a, a really good defender. Had a rough game today, but let's let's say he isn't captain. Who's captain that team for you? I don't know, man. It's sad. That's the I, problem. I don't you, don't have an, you don't have an identity on that I team. I don't know. No, we don't. We need. Identity. We need. You can't leaders. be. You can't be Ozil. He's too new. What about Sanchez, Czech? Too new. Check. Check. It's his first year in the team. He can't be captain. No way. No, I wouldn't I mind it if it was Sanchez because at least he leads by example. He's I, busting his balls yeah. ninety minutes. No, Santi. no, Alexis. That's my argument. I can see Alexis. I can't see Krzyzewski. His play is not inspiring. You need someone whose play is inspiring. Not necessarily <laughs> scoring goals, but you need someone Listen, who let, inspires. Let, let's say Mercedes. Like Ramsey could be a captain. I was thinking Wilshere. Or, I like, or Alexis been here since he's 16. Hey, hey, let's say this. Let's say this. Let's say in this game, Kochowski goes, you know, I mean, um, what's his name? Mercedes goes uninjured. Where's the, who's the captain armband go to in that game? Who's the um, go-to? Who's in? Alexi. You think he goes to Sanchez? No. Or no. Um, who's in? Bellarini? Uh, Bellarini. Alexi, dude. Who's the go-to? Probably Alexi. It's probably gonna time. go to Kaschelny. It's probably going right to Kaschelny. And, and then that, when he goes down, when he goes down, I don't know. Most likely um, Sanchez. Right, but yeah. you, but it's just it's, it's tough. So they thin. don't. I yeah, think they don't have so a good. Thin. They have a bunch of good players. Well, who's who the vice captain for long enough? Who's the vice captain on the team? Wilshire, maybe. Like on I mean, paper. Yeah, on paper I don't know. I know it's Ramsey captain, but vice mm. I'm not sure. No. See for me, Mertesacker, way too slow. He's as tall as can be, so slow. People run around him. That's all it is. Um, when you look at this game, Gibbs, midfield? What are we thinking here? It's crazy. You start Gibbs and midfield. Who else? Uh, you're going to play a phobie? Or you could play one of the midfielders in the midfield. Uh, I would have started Mikel Arteta personally. I, I think I would have started Flemini over all of them. Hold on. So then you don't start Coquelin. You have no, 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 no. Coquelin. No, no, no. Oh, so no, who would you I, play? I'm saying I would have Flemini starting midfield over Gibbs. No, nah, Gibbs was playing left winger. Left it was Santi Carzola, Coquelin, and Holden mid. And the then Gibbs was Ozil. a midfielder. He was a left winger. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah I didn't know that. they call him midfielder, but yeah, he was like left wing, like a an attacking left. Mid. Like just up no. and down that flank. So the thing is, the, you need pace. Unless you're gonna put that's Santi up there, who can play that position, but he doesn't have the pace. See, I think that's like a defensive move. I think they could have started Joel Campbell. Could have. You know, if they want to go attacking, they would. Which is more Arsenal. Joel Campbell on the left wing over um, Gibbs. Gibbs. Especially against a team, especially bench? against a team like West. Yeah, he's on the bench. He had started the the past four games. Yeah, he was doing well and scored. Um, uh, he, he scored his yeah, debut. So I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. I mean, the, I mean, you're playing West Brom, okay? Um, you know, it's it's a very defensive team. You know, they're gonna pack it in anyway. So why not just go at them well, with guns blazing? You honestly, know I think he played Gibbs because Gibbs scored that that winner. So I think he felt like Gibbs that's, earned that's that a position. Dumb move. That's it's, a dumb. Move. It is. And it is. Essentially, put Alexis at right wing. Yeah. And Arsenal had seventy three percent possession. You think Joel Campbell would have got the ball and been able to be creative in the, in the final third? Yeah, well, they had the ball. They had the ball. Gibbs, Gibbs had a couple of chances too, and he just blew it because he's, he's not. He's, he's not a, a natural back. attacker. Yeah, a hey, you know who is? Put him in defense. Joel Campbell. And you know who has a cannon? Joel Campbell. Boom. Put him but in. when he did enter, Joel Campbell did have the opportunity to tie it up. Santi played a great ball over the top, clipped it in, and he just shanked it, man. He yeah, but imagine if, imagine if he had ten right. chances. Instead of just one. No, I agree with you. We should have started. <laughs> yeah. uh, we're on the same right. page. But it's I saw Venga's frustration. I, honestly, I I think Venga just doesn't like him as a player. I don't know why. I love him. I think he has great potential. Um, but I think Venga has a very, very short leash with him. Maybe it's because of the, that miss you saw. Maybe because he does that once, uh, once a training session. He just has just one where he just blows the chance. You know, so maybe... 
Arson just doesn't trust him, and he proved. Hey, you know, maybe maybe, maybe he's still developing him. I you know he's you still know. young. But but the thing is, maybe he's Wenger, still working on no, him. But, but, Wenger, but it's Wenger, been rough. Wenger. He's given him a short leash of season. Basically, if he didn't score on that debut season, I mean that that game last week, he probably wouldn't. Yeah, but have made. Hey, the thing is, the thing is, Wenger, I don't know. I'm okay with that. The thing is, Wenger's a manager that develops players, so it's not like Wenger doesn't have patience like he's developed ramsey when the whole media was saying ramsey's crap give up on ramsey if ramsey's healthy ramsey's a stud for that team so like he's not the type of when he bought on re on was a right midfielder he developed him into one <laughs> oh of the best forwards God. in the world so like best for him ever for of all him, time of all time you could say for him not to play joe campbell there's something there it's not just wenger being like oh must i don't be, trust must him like, and, must this, like fuck around and that's yeah, what i'm saying take a take there. a page out of klopp's book give him a hug be happy with him. Smile. In- invest in him. Show him some love. And I don't. I think that yeah, managers, not managers not a, it's not a style, but I think managers have certain positions. Uh, I mean, excuse me, managers have certain players who they just don't like, and they just they they, yeah, they see. So you, you should get rid of them. Because you know, some, like some managers, some managers that come from the the thought process that you know I'm not I'm going to treat you all the same, and you're going to deal with it. Yeah. In reality, if you do that, there's going to be people that are not going to like you. Yeah. And there's gonna be people that really like you. Yeah. Um, it's that's just that's just life. So I mean, it, the fact that Arsene Wenger treats everybody the same and he's not doing well, he doesn't score a goal, so he's like, you're not playing again. He, I mean, he would do that to anybody. Yeah. You know, I, I, I just think that's you know he's not gonna change. This is the way I do things. This is how it is. Yeah. You know, I like, mean, he had you know, an undefeated season coaching the way he coaches. You so can't like tell him what to do. Yeah. I I wouldn't. I would just say get the players who respond to your system. Exactly. Like, yeah. So I don't it. think I don't think Joel Campbell will make it, but I do think he's a promising young talent there. Yeah, and um, if he if he's he does, if he, I'm rooting for him. I'm always rooting for him because I, I like his work rate and his attitude. Mm. But um, if he doesn't too, make it, man. I get it. Like he'll do well somewhere else. It's, yeah. not a big, it's not the end of the world. He just has to go to the right 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 system. All in all, I thought um, there were all a bunch of soft goals. If you just if you just review these goals, two yeah. set piece goals and an own goal. Yeah. I mean, Mesut Ozil continued his fine form of assists, um, getting um, the ball from the right field of the from the right side of the field. Um, from a set piece, Arsenal this season has been spectacular with their set pieces and corner kicks offensively. How were they last season? Pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> well, not, not well, not as good as this season. Right. No, no, no doubt. Nowhere no, near just... as good as this season. They seem to have really put in the work in training. Um, Giroud also continued his rich vein of form, getting a goal. Olivier. But then on the opposite side of it, West Brom comes back. Chris Brunt delivers a um, great delivery. Um, and um, Morrison, nice finish with the outside of his right foot. I thought Santi Carsola and Hector Bellerin, who I thought was the flop of the match, um, should have done a lot better in being goal side with that Morrison goal. But, I mean, another great ball, Chris Brunt. And, again, like the own goal to Arteta. McLean, who was a savage, just got the assist on the own goal. Basically giving Bellerin a nightmare, um, got the got this it's on the own goal so yeah. soft goals one guy that i really feel for west brown <coughs> i mean we know him we forgot about him who we didn't forget about him ricky lambert oh uh, all right, it's all right it's, liverpool no it's one of those things where even before yeah. that when he was on southampton he was a guy that really made it up to he worked his way up more than any other player i feel like in the whole league this he worked, know, he and, worked and worked and worked and then in one year of just going to a big club Disappeared. Do you know who's in front of him on this lineup? No, no, I understand that. I understand that. But what I'm saying is, I he's, feel for him because he was doing so well. He had momentum going. I don't, momentum. He's goes old. And then just, he's like 33. I don't feel bad because that he man got to play his for, dream. His, for his dream club. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Like, imagine, like, one of us dreaming of playing for you, Liverpool, me, United, and we get to play there for a year. Like, that's plenty for to me. To sacrifice like, an entire career for 
for ten one minutes? year for ten minutes for your dude, life goal, dude. If that's your I, passion, like if you're playing soccer and you had an opportunity right now, and they say you're gonna play soccer from the time you're twenty, not even twenty actually. I say think from it's the different for 12, us to talk about it. No, but I'm saying from the time you're twelve, you're gonna work hard because you said he's a blue collar guy. He worked hard. He played soccer part time. Worked his way through the leagues. He wasn't this youth academy kind of player. And then to get a season at Liverpool, yeah, yeah, I think that's a great career for him. No, that that's one guy that I wish Poole didn't buy, so he could have still been hopefully on Hampton or something. He wouldn't have been. Well, I don't know. He I don't know where. Pushed well, we don't. Look we at, don't know. We don't know where he would have been. That's we don't know. But like, it's look at Southampton to today. He would never get a minute looking at Southampton today. My thing is, I can't feel bad for him because he's not like it's not like he had. Uh, a career-threatening injury, and then his potential was somehow... Okay, we're, we're not yeah, trying to be uh, morbid about no, no, it. I, I'm just saying that, like, who was this guy? He was purchased at 29 years old, like 30 years old. He wasn't in, like, the run that Vardy's even in. He was just sort of like a good player. Yeah. And he hit his peak, man. He hit his peak, I think. He got he to just play a little Smile, man. Year, yeah, dude. just, got, you know. He got to taste that He dream. lived his dream. Man lived his dream. I think Poole killed him. I think they made his dream come true. He said he literally grew up a pool fan. Like, he wanted to play a pool. Like, for him to play a pool is like a dream come true. Do you think his potential was greater? I think he could have done something more than what he did last year. Score more goals on a lesser Yeah, exactly. Play. That's the thing. He wasn't even given a chance to play. That's the thing that hurts. Because yeah. you say, oh, he, he was given a chance to play at Liverpool. He was. When, he when, was. They bought him. Yeah, was, but yeah. when? But when? How much time? That's the thing. Time is earned. Time is earned. Time is earned, son. It's not. Time is earned. It's not. They buy you an opportunity. They're buying you for an opportunity to play. They're not buying you too. It's, well, it's unless not, they put it in your contract. It's not based on what you've done yeah. or how good you've Why been. It's based on what you do at practice um, and how and how well you fit into their system and how they effective you can be. They gave him a chance, They no. did, dude. They just didn't give him time no. on the field because he didn't earn it. But they literally said, come practice with us. If you're hot in practice, you're going to start the game. And he wasn't hot in practice. Well, maybe he was. Maybe just Rodgers didn't like him because how many times have so other people... So he didn't fit the system is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. What I'm saying is that's why I feel bad for him because if Fuck he's him. a heart... But didn't Rodgers <laughs> bring him in? Who brought him in? Rodgers did. Yeah. So like, what, was it why a free would transfer bring him was it like a million dollars? not like him? Like it just, why did he bring in Lilana? And not like him. He did like Look, Lallana. He just, he, he, this is what happens code. when Sir liking a player. It's just cracking yeah, the code. It wasn't working. It wasn't personal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and, I I bad and he's he's coming from the side of he feels bad from the for the player as a player. Yes. Like if you exactly. if you're a player and you go into um, a specific club, you kind of hit your peak. You realize shit. I'm not gonna get as much time as a player. You want more. You want to sco- score. The the, the, the the game-winning goal that's going to win the league. Yeah, his you know dream. And he wasn't on the field for for the fourth and inches. His dream turned into, like, a daydream, basically. He, he was like, a, not even a nightmare, just a daydream. Just like, oh, it happened, I think. Yeah. Did that happen? Was I there? It's one of those things that you it's, can't brag on. You can't be yeah. like, oh, yeah, these are all my boys. Just like, yeah, I was on that team. I was like, like, <laughs> I, was like I think I was on that team. Yeah. I'm pretty I sure speaking, I was on that team. Speaking of Ricky Lambert, Jamie Vardy. Peaking around the same time Lambert did, Jamie mm-hmm. Vardy, 28. Ties the record, Rudin Van Nistelrooy's record, and guess where the next game is? Oh, I love it. Irony. Against Man United. Well, it's at, at Leicester, but against Man United. Do we want to wrap up this West, well, this Arsenal game with some MVPs and uh, go to that Leicester City game? I think we did, right? No, MVPs. Yeah, I think we did. No, no we, we sort of did it backwards. No. We didn't do it backwards? No, we did I not. I thought no. we did backwards. No. All right. Not for this game. My bad, guys. It's okay, I'm paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> um, my MVP for this game was McLean. 
Um, this dude, man, just, just, I think Hector Bellerin has been probably the top right back um, in the league this season in terms of his defensive and offensive qualities. I think he shut him down, um, was all over him, really showed his physique and um, just his heart. Managed to, to scrap a goal for West Brom off that Arteta own goal, but he was always looking threatening, always had a purpose throughout the game. Um, Chris Brunt is an honorable mention as well. Um, but yeah, really, really good game for McLean. Yeah, I say that too. I think he had a solid game. He was a quiet star of the, uh, uh, of the game, sort of carried the team, not intentionally, but just the way he played, fearless, going after Bellerin, like taking him on, being physical, I'd say for me, McLean as well. One other thing real quick, Jakob, the Holden midfielder. Yeah, I like that player. I like Jakob. I like Jakob. For me, it's got to be it's got to be Chris Brunt. Um, he's just been a terrific player for them all season. Um, he's he's you know he's their captain. He's their penalty kick taker. He's got he's got a booming left foot on him, and um, he had you know greatest an assist in the game, and he really sets a tone for, for the whole West Brom team. I think um, with his desire and his passion, and you could you could see he he, he plays with such intensity, and just it, it makes that team play hard, and, that, and that's how they beat them. They play, they all played them. It was a, it was a miserable day, miserable weather, and. Um, West Brom dug it out, you know, it's in West Brom kind of style, and they got three points. That's what it's all about. Love it. Us? On this one, uh, Kenny Cazola. No, I'm just joking. No. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't funny. That wasn't uh, funny. Sorry, sorry Arsenal. Um, never apologize. Uh, it's one of those things where, I don't know, it's because West Brom is such a team effort. It's hard, I mean, to keep... Arsenal at one goal, that is that's pretty remarkable for a team that West Brom is. Well, you got to add like, in the portion that they were talking shit to him when he earned the penalty kick as well. I don't, I don't know. I think it was Gardner. There was a substitute was brought on that like that, that asshole. <laughs> oh, Craig Gardner. Uh, Craig Gardner. Yeah, he was brought on. Yeah, I he, like him. He was I talking like really. For it was odd because the PK was almost delayed. Um, a couple of seconds because all the West Brom players were trying to get in his ear and play play mental games. But at the end of the day, the physical slip is really what 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 took place. Oh, the slip! Uh, I would say that the just Gerard right. slip. I, w- <laughs> I would say probably James Morrison, um, the goal scorer. Without that goal, they don't win. So I'd say we have to go with him with game. I love it. All right. Now, now that my smooth transition was chopped up, back to back to Leicester. Jamie Vardy, what do you guys think, man? Beautiful story, huh? Leicester City, you know, uh, they don't do anything particularly special. There's yeah. nothing special about them, but they could be down two, three goals in a the game. They're playing with the same intensity they are in the first five minutes of the game. Yeah. And I think that, you know, something, something Claudio Ranieri's doing, the Tinkerman there, something he's got going on with these boys, he's just got them believing in themselves, believing in the fact that anybody can win the league, and, <laughs> and they're doing it. The top, top of the league, it's, it, we're talking it's almost December here. Dude, it's that's, unbelievable. That's unheard of. It's unheard unbelievable. of. Dude, I think I might want Ranieri to manage Arsenal. I think <laughs> 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 the same thing. <laughs> Dude, it's world class. Ah, wow. Wow. 
I don't know, world class, but he's... Yeah, he's, he's world class. He's, he's world managed class. in Italy. He managed Chelsea. He's managed Chelsea. Look, the infrastructure he set up for Chelsea, that was Claudio Ranieri, my friend, before Mourinho got there. He started Whoa. buying the big players. Yes, yes, it was. Yes, 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 it was. Check your history, my friend. Yes. No, no, no. I'll check it right now. I'll fact check you right now. Go for it, Rogan. Right. Yeah, Go yeah. ahead with your point. Go ahead with your point. I, I'm I just agree saying he's one of those players who... One of those managers, excuse me, who set the foundation for the new age Chelsea, which we know today. The Mourinho... One the one with Abramovich where he got all the money? That new age? <laughs> Are you talking that new age? Or we... I mean, Mourinho came in and had money to spend. Hey, jealousy doesn't smell good on you, let me it's tell you. It's not jealousy. <laughs> it's just the fact that Mourinho came in with unlimited funds and took that squad to the next. So like Ranieri. we said, like, like we said, Ranieri brought like we said they, they are Florida managers Bank, who may guys. have taken the squad to the next level, but there were managers prior to that who set the foundation, who, who also encapsulated the tradition of the club. And Ranieri was one of those managers for Chelsea. We have a Chelsea fan right here. Listen, wh- whether or not Ranieri is actually responsible for it or not, is they, they, hired Mar- they hired him at the time when they came into a lot of money and they started buying all these world-class players. They needed, they needed, someone, they needed someone of a certain level to manage them, and they brought in Ranieri. Yeah. He, no, no, he's and a he great pick, manager. He picked the players. He set the tone, created a winning atmosphere, and said, you know, this, this club can win trophies. And um, and it you can't just have you can't just have some former player do it doesn't it doesn't work it doesn't work you yeah. need a guy that is um, respected well known has a little bit of history to him um, and can really set the tone think about it why do you think Leicester City was able to bring in Esteban Cambiaso there's no there's no other reason there's why one else reason. would a no, player no, 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 like no. that come no, to Leicester if it wasn't for Ranieri there's one reason the Italian man no, hold on one second managed a lot of people in Italy I think I think you guys. Forget where Leicester was last season. I mean, Leicester. I don't forget where they were. They were at the bottom of the table for like the last three that's, months. Exactly. That's shit. my point. So, like, bringing in Cambiaso, yes, that's a good signing. But Leicester was one of the teams touted to be relegated this year by but the media. Were they? But, no, no. So you did you he miss keep it? them up? You're missing my point. You're acting like I'm saying Mourinho, uh, Ranieri is a bad manager. But to say he's world class puts him in the same boat as the Mourinho's, the Peps. Like, let's calm down. He's a great manager. He's a fantastic manager. He's the type of manager who builds foundations. He's better than yes. Rafa. Better than Rafa, you could say. I might back that statement. But to Rafa put him in the Real, same boat same. as the Peps, as the Mourinho's, uh, let's all calm down. Let's slow down. I, I Lester's agree. good, but he almost got him relegated last year. Let's all slow down. Almost was the key word in that yeah, phrase. But, but world class managers don't almost get anyone relegated. But, 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 Mourinho but, but at FC Porto. What, with what funds to work? There's a lot of things that come into uh, play. FC Porto won a Champions League. You could say Leicester, but they're also like one of the most the the most uh, they earn the most re- revenue in Portugal. They're yeah, one but of those the, teams. the ones that earn the most revenue in Portugal don't compare to the teams that earn revenue in the Prem. Prem teams on the bottom will earn. Just not as much, but similar revenue streams because the league is so popular. What I'm saying is, at the end of the way, all, at the end of the day, all I'm saying is, Ranieri's not world class. He's on his way. He's not world class. You act like this dude's thirty years old. He's older than Mourinho and Pep. It's not like, age. I'm think, saying in his I career, think. he's on his way. Some managers get success at thirty-five. Some get it at sixty-five. Go ahead. So you think Mar- I got, I got something. I got something. I got something. I do. I think. I th- look, I don't think he's the same boat. I think he's a class boat. No, because those dudes are great. It's like saying like, oh yeah, if you're not Messi, Ronaldo status, you're not. Ancelotti. You're not, you're not amazing. No, no. Okay, so like, you're saying he's top five in the world I managers. Think- 
No, I think he's top. Like, I think he's Ten? up there. I think he's up. If you give no, him he, a club to manage, no, like but we're talking today, yes. If you give him Real Madrid, he'll do wonders with Madrid. We're saying today at Leicester, he's world class. No, he's, he's on his way. They're, they're top well, listen, well, what listen. about Pochettino then? Then he's got to be world class. Of course he is. No, dude, not yet. You guys are opening up world class. It's either you're awful or you're world class. There's no, there's nothing in between. World there's no class, good. Yeah, there's no good for you guys. World class. Ranieri's a good manager. Well, Pochettino's he, he is, a good manager. Rogers. Go ahead, say your point. No, no, no. I'm oh. not. I'm trying to. Go ahead, Fareed. <laughs> what are you watching football? No, I got. I I got it. I got it. no. It's just I think you say you say he's better than Rafa Benitez. You know, Rafa Benitez coaches Real Madrid. Cristiano Ronaldo, Karim Benzema, and Gareth Bale, and he's getting exposed as not a world class manager. <laughs> it doesn't matter. He's coaching Real Madrid, but he's not world class. That's all I'm saying. I, I'm not saying he's I a agree. bad manager. I agree with that. But if if you can coach at Real Madrid. If you if you are if you are hired to coach Real Madrid, you got to be a pretty good coach. Yes, pretty good. Right, Not necessarily world class. I think you yes. have to be. I have to think you have to be somewhere in the the A range. No, I think Perez, uh, Florentino Perez, the president, is like a dictator. So you don't have to be world class because he'll pick whoever he wants, kind of like Abramovich does at Chelsea. You don't have to be world class to coach at Chelsea. You just have to be liked by the owner. That's a fair point. It's a fair that's point. All and, I'm saying. and Perez, quote unquote, said he wanted a Spanish manager. But that's another topic for another day. We're on, we're on Lista. And the thing about Ranieri is I'm, I agree with you, Tiki. He's had a good few months. Fuck we yeah. can't get... All, I mean, it's what? November. It's exactly. November. And he almost had, got him relegated last year, guys. He, he's having a player breaking a record right now. And if that player is not breaking that record, then they're probably at seventh place right now. He scored 12 of the 26. Uh, exactly. How many goals do they have? Let me look this up real quick. And I'm not even saying, hey, Vardy, don't even score every other game. I'm saying if he just doesn't score in like three of those games, they might be in sixth place. Yeah, that's that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying Ranieri's bad. Or and at the beginning, class though with uh, with uh, Mraz, uh, 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 Mraz, Mraz, um at the beginning, well, the first three games, he was lighting it up without Vardy and Mraz. Mraz, Mraz. Yeah. I mean, is it yeah. the is it the coach or is it the He's passion of players? Good. Is it just I luck? Think it, I think it could be everything. I, don't, it I is think everything. it's. I think exactly. I think yeah. it's both. Um, but. This guy has a history of bringing teams which were relegated and promoting them. Like Ranieri's. Yeah, look, if you if you want to say he's um, Mourinho level, Pep level, no, I'll agree no, with you. I'm no, saying he's, world class. Like Ancelotti's also he's, in there. Um, Mancini. No, but he's that, he's right. He's, class, he's, he's right. He's right on that cusp. Yes, he's right on that cusp. I'll give you that. But he's, um, but he's not. I'm he's not, not gonna say. I'm not gonna say he's he's all the way up there just because of. He's Recent fantastic history. on his way up, just like Pochettino, just like a Rogers. They're not quite world class like, yet, but I, they're on there. They could until be. you're winning like multiple Champions League. Even one, if he wins one with Leicester, I'll say he's world class. Just like Mourinho, when he won one with Porto, you could say he's world class. That's also you just need one ridiculous accomplishment, and I could say he's world class as long as you back it up with other solid. one hit wonder. That's also a few he hasn't years. backed it up yet. He hasn't backed it up yet. He won, that's also, he won Champions League. Yeah. That's also a few months from now because, like he said, it's November. Would you say if Harry Redknapp uh, brought a team to, let's say, third place, second place, I see, I first place in November? In November. Tom. What I'm saying is he brought other teams up from relegation. Yeah. So if he brought a team up to first place in November, you're saying he's world he's world class? No, not necessarily. Same same thing almost. Yeah, but no, I think he's world class. I think Harry Redknapp's world class. 
You know, he does. He has a special skill, and his skill is that when a team is failing and they're struggling, he can he can save them from save them and get bring them together and have them win points and stay in and stay in the division. I That's think, a skill. I think. I think to to be world class, part of being world class is that you're considered for top four jobs in in a lot of the major leagues. You're not necessarily getting those jobs, but you're considered. I've never heard a Harry Redknapp rumor. When you know a Chelsea job is open, like I wish he did, because I love Harry Redknapp, and I think the biggest failure that England has ever made was not having him in charge of the national team. I think he's a fantastic manager. I don't know if he was tested enough to be world class. I feel like part of being world class is being able to coach that big team and carry those players, not necessarily winning silverware, but being able to manage those players where they see you as one of their own world class. So I think it's our I think it's our definition of world class. Yeah. You know, I look at world classes from a sense that um, it's your coachability. How how good are you at coaching? Uh, and for someone to go into a team to to a situation mm-hmm. that's absolutely failing. You know, you, you can't even get the water bottles lined up. You know, mm-hmm. like everything is going wrong. Yeah. And you come in and you can you can refix a situation and you can get that team to succeed and win and stay and I to me that's something that is I agree. I think that's that's world class. That's a world class move. And there are a lot of coaches out there who aren't recognized per se. We have all these sexy names out there who are always yeah. kind of put on a, with the same kind of teams. But I think a lot of coaches don't get the recognition they deserve. And I think I think a lot of humans in general don't get the recognition they deserve. And that's because I don't think a lot of humans are world class. It's just people who are special. And yes, there are people who are good and do more work than those special ones. But the ones who are special, part of, part of being special is being able to wriggle through everyone else who's doing a good job. The, you could say Moyes. He's kept Everton at like a level that has been sustained for years and years and years. And you could have argued that he's world class. No, and United but made he, that point. He never, and brought won. Him in. he never won with Yeah, United, but what did though. Harry Redknapp win? He didn't win a title. Like, you know what I mean? So that's my point. What did Claudio Ranieri win? Like... He That's won what? with teams in Italy. He's won Supercopas and things like that with Juventus yeah, but I'm and saying, Inter. But like, I'm saying he's, he's now, that. but now he's at like a Leicester. So you know, what I mean, from from a Which Juventus Inter, you figured you would move. Which is why, like an Arsenal. Listen, okay, or all right, that's a fair point. Yeah. But here's the thing: when you come into a team like Leicester, they say, "Okay, hey." These are your goals. Survive. But he came in though. That's the that's the difference. Is that in, he you... came into a team like Leicester. He didn't go to a team like Chelsea. He I... didn't go to a team like Villarreal, Athletic. You know what I mean? Like he he took a step down in his career, and there's a reason he took a step down. It's not because he was looking for a challenge. Look at Klopp. He goes from Dortmund to Liverpool. Like he made, you could say, a lateral move. Maybe it's even a step up because now he's in the prem on the biggest step stage. Down. I think it's a step up because he's on the biggest stage in the world now. Now we get to see what Klopp's made of. So as far as like team versus team, you could say it's a step down, but he took a step up in his career. Ranieri, okay. I don't know. I'm not. You see, now I'm coming off like I'm hating on this guy. It's a little not. Bit. I'm a little just, bit. Yeah, you I'm are. Just, no, I'm just bringing him down to reality. <laughs> Is that would I rather have Ranieri or Mancini? I feel like I'd rather have Mancini. I feel like you're crazy. I, I feel like I'd rather have Vardy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll round it up with that. So. Um, all right, we kill a lot of time on that one. We're running out of time, boys. We got to make this one quick. MVP, so, no MVP. MVP in? with that game, you know, Vardy has Vardy, to be unanimous. Vardy, unanimous decision, love it. All right, let's touch on the last couple of games. We got Everton, Villa, Lukaku stepping up, taking care of business, right? Ross Barkley, man, Ross Barkley's the talk of the town. That kid's electric, looking He's like the future, it, right? He's killing it. He took a year off. I feel like last year, like. 
two years ago, we're all talking about him, loving him. There go the popo shooting in the hood. <laughs> we're not this is all organic. No, we're not in the hood. We're in crazy <laughs> little suburb outside of Boston. Um, you want to get the address? Yeah, to we're at 74 <laughs> Massachusetts Street, apartment 79. Please don't go there because we are not don't there. Please do not Google. tell them we please, told you this. Please don't Google. Please. I think um, uh, I think Everton is. Uh, you know, I think last year with Martinez, they had a little bit of a sophomore slump. Yeah. I think that, I think they're really turning around, and they're playing some attractive football. They really are, and uh, Barkley, Lukaku, and uh, De La Feno, These guys showing showing their uh, their level, their ability, their quickness. Kone, Naismith. Uh, uh, Kone, yeah, you know some guys like this to round it out, playing some good good football, and they just they look the dominant team from start to finish in this game. Do that front three. If you get them firing on all cylinders, Lukaku, De La Feu, Barkley, that front three is. You could argue he's as good as any other front three. Careful. In the, in the, Careful. In the no, no, as good. Not better or anything. But, like, you think of a United front three. We barely have a front three right now. It's still depends, trying to figure it out. Depends on the week. Exactly. You look at a Chelsea front three. They're not firing on all cylinders. You look at an Arsenal front three. They have good games, but they've been taking a nap lately. Liverpool front three. So, this front three, if you get them firing on all cylinders, Martinez is a defensive coach. He's always disciplined in the back. Not a defensive coach. I mean, he's disciplined in the back. He respects keeping possession, playing cool soccer, controlling the game. This team is dangerous. I'm not saying top four or anything, so let's all calm down. What I'm saying is this team will be a problem. It will cause a lot of hiccups for the, some of the top four challengers. I don't necessarily agree when you say they're as good, but what I will say is they're as fast as any team in there. Um, you didn't. We didn't even mention Aaron Lennon and the, the, um, Kevin Morales. Um, I, I understand you you. Your, what you're saying with the trio. that potential with the trio eh, just in terms of goals I don't see it carrying over but in, in terms of talent and the speed man they're dangerous Everton is very dangerous they should be happy that they were able to, to get a manager like, like Martinez after Moyes and the stability he was able to provide um, but De La Feu could be special they better hope to hold on to this kid yeah, they better hope Barcelona. Barca doesn't exercise that uh, that uh, that option. I think an unsung hero of that team is Gareth Barry. Uh, I think he's a guy you know comes from Man City, comes from teams with lots of um, lots of experience, and I think he brings a lot of uh, stability to that midfield and gives freedom to players like Ross Barkley and De La Fano to to really get forward and get at players and be dangerous. Mm. You know, he's a really good player. But to me, it's their their defense that concerns me more than anything. I know what they can do going forward. Um, but today, I mean, this this performance, they were able to stay strong, get get a clean sheet. Love Timmy Howard, by the way. I don't think he's sort of shown his age by any means. I think he's still a very, very t- um, talented goalkeeper. He is, but at the same point, he really hasn't shown the same Tim Howard that we're used to the, at the beginning of this year. Like, he was, I mean, he, he was a little rusty coming in. But he's starting to shake it off, and he's starting to really work his way in because he is really good. And I think that people will give him uh, they will give him crap because he's an American, but he's good. He he's really good, is. Man. And not only that, but people forget that he has Tourette's. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's I mean, we laugh about that, but that to control your brain and control your body movements while you're actually trying to stay focused in the game, mm-hmm. that is commendable. That is really, really good. That's. That's hard. I wonder if he uses it as an excuse sometimes to go off on Jagielka. I think Tim Howard's a very good goalie. I think um, people say his form has dipped a little bit, but it's just, he just you know he took a little break from the national team, 
And I, I, I just I don't think there's been much of a difference in his game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's very consistent. He's solid. He always gives you same performance. Same performance. You know, he makes some mistakes here and there, but for the most part, he's he's pretty solid. For me, uh, how do you feel about the game? Um, I didn't catch this game, to be honest with you guys. I saw the highlights, read read some of the stories, some of the stats, but from the highlights I saw, it looked like Everton was just firing on all cylinders, man. Like, they're looking dangerous. Again, that front three, I think, is slowly starting to come together, and I think the goal for Everton should be to hold on to these players because they could easily be swooped up by United, who's looking to sort of rebuild a dynasty type of team. Arsenal's always looking for some creativity and power up top, so... The goal for Everton, I feel like, would be to hold on to these players. And if they can, then they can start talking, you know, top four. Mm. And honestly, when it comes down to Everton and Villa, Villa's bad. Everton's pretty good. Showed in the score. We can pretty much just wrap this up, I'm thinking. Yeah. All right, yeah. let's pick some MVP. You want to pick some MVPs here? Is, uh, yeah, my, for, my, uh, for me, Ross uh, Barkley. I mean, two goals, assists. Likewise. Are we all like, yeah, agree on that? There. Ross yeah, Barkley. Barkley. Yeah. Um, Lastly, real quick, well, last, last game in the Prem. Spurs, West Ham. Spurs, dude. Spurs starting to put it, Fucking put Spurs. it together, man. Just Pochettino. had to look good this weekend, huh? Unbelievable, man. Like I'm, I'm starting to get a little nervous. I don't, I don't know if they'll, you know, put it together long enough for a top four or anything, but they're looking formidable. Well, is that so much the Spurs, or is that just West Ham being West Ham and starting the decline? Because West Ham always starts the decline. They always start. Like strong, they look healthy, and then after a while, they fade away to eighth, ninth, tenth place. Here's the thing: we're talking about Spur. I mean, excuse me, West Ham as giant killers. Earlier, they yeah. step up usually for big games. And when and you say was it a matter of Spurs or West Ham, then you have to give Spurs their credit because we take a look at last week when they were playing in the the, the London derby against Arsenal. They went up one nil, and they they were playing the better football for a lot of the game until we, we we managed to nick a goal in Arsenal. So I think coming into this game, they they knew that. They were riding with the confidence. That spine of Spurs, of Hugo Lloris, um, Hugo Lloris uh, whether it's Vertonghen or, or um, Toby Alderweireld, Eric Dier and Dembele in midfield, Eriksen at attack in midfield, and Harry Kane, that spine right there is very strong. And I think we're really starting to see a Spurs team that now has found their first squad. They're not really experimenting. And I think you have to give them credit for this. I think there's a couple of facts going on in this game. I think that, you know, we have talked about West Ham being a giant giant killer. Yeah. And they have. I mean, they beat City, they beat Chelsea, they beat, uh, you know, they beat, they beat all these top, top, level teams. When, when teams like that go to play other teams that are at their level or below, uh, or just even maybe slightly above them, they tend to not have the same form. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's they don't get up, up as much for the game, whatever. It just seems to happen, I think. But on the other side, you know, Spurs are uh, Pochettino's a good coach. Yeah, I is. mean, you see, you see what he did with Southampton. Brought a lot of youth and youth talent through, and, um, and now he's got Ali coming. Very through. successful. Now he's, he's got he's already got an English in England international, a young one. Yeah. And I think uh, you know, Harry, people give Harry Kane a hard time. He's still young. You know, he maybe he didn't start the season on fire, but I think he's getting into his form. Yeah, yeah. He and he's been netting goals all the time. And uh, one of their unsung players, I think, would have to be uh, Dembele. A uh, guy that's had a lot of quality, um, hasn't really done much the last couple of years or so, but through Pochettino here seems to be seems to be reemerging as a very dominant midfielder. Dude, yeah, he has and, the potential um, to yeah. be a special player, man. He always has. He, at Fulham, he was very he was very talented. Yeah, him and you could Dempsey see it together at Fulham. Yeah, yeah, you could see it. You could see him coming through when he was there, 
And I think that uh, Pochettino is kind of getting through to him, getting the best out of him, and him playing underneath that Kane position has been uh, giving him a little more more freedom there. Yeah. When it comes down to the game, I really think it could have just been West Ham rather than more Tottenham. Tottenham was looking better. I will give you that. They were looking more of a unit, but West Ham did not look like a unit today. The first goal with Kane, uh, Jenkinson, he just got turned. I mean, what would he shoot it like ten yards? I I don't even know. I forget where Kane shot it. But the fact of the matter is, he was turned. He got turned. That's why Arsenal loaned him out for like five years. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we'll loan you out for the rest of your life. (laughs) Liability. For in return, nothing. We don't want anything. No, Mm -hmm. just we'll pay you. Uh, No, it's one of those things where West Ham just kept on giving up like stupid plays. Uh, Another thing was, what was it? Tottenham hit two posts. West Ham hit another post. With a so, bike kick from Coyote. Yeah, so realistically, this could be anything. This could be a, a 6 nothing game. Or sorry, 6-1 game. This could be a 6-2 game. This could be a 4-2 game. We don't know because, you know, the post, inch here, inch there, could have went in. Mm. But when it comes down to it, I mean, we're Walker at the end. Walker. Nice finish. No, well, it was a nice, nice finish, finish, but horrible defense. You're right. I mean, and anyways, when it comes down to it, I... I mean, the way he lined up, you're thinking outside of the foot right away. No, nah, dude, yeah, outside I, of the foot to me is no. probably the most I, deceptive I, shot in the game. I right? honestly, could, I honestly thought he was going outside the foot, left side the entire way when I saw him, the way his body was, and no one picked him up at all. I mean, it's a good look, shot though. It was a good shot. No, you're right about the defense, but by then, what? It's three nil, so they had given up mentally exactly by then. You know, so that that's what tends to happen with these relegated potential sides is you see this mental kind of shift that occurs once they get they go down and you know maybe if it's one nil then they show some fight two nil all right still the most dangerous score in the game but three nil now we kind of don't have chance we ring it we rein it in and you don't really you know you you kind of give up so i understand i'm with you on that point but i think west ham has certain players like you said there were many opportunities in this game i just think it didn't go their way tottenham stepped up i i give Spurs more credit than than I'd say West Ham. I think West Ham just gave up, and that's that that's a very large thing to bring up about a team. But once you go three goals down, that usually is what happens. I think I think Walker fuels the flames of can he like really defend because he gives away that ball for the for the uh, for West Ham's goal. Simple. Um, he could have just dropped it back to, to his goalie, Lloris, and he slices it somehow, mishits it. And that's just that little concentration, you know, where he feels those flames of like, yes, this guy's class, he's pretty good, but can he be tr- trusted for the Euros? He's, can he be he's trusted good for, he's good for a mistake or two exactly. every other game, I exactly. think. So, I think he's good, just... good game from him overall, good game, but that mistake, man, it's, it's a glaring mistake because he gave away a goal. It's not like... I think Spurs are. I mean, somebody said about well, what's going on at Spurs. You know, they're they're on they're on a little bit they're on a rise right now. They're uh, unbeaten in twelve straight games, um, and you know they 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 thumped they thumped West Ham. You know that was they that did. was four four one is that's that's a, that's a big win. Played them off the park. Yeah, and you know, like like I said before, the, the this West Ham team has done really well this year. They've overexceeded what they're supposed to be doing. They've been taking out big teams, and for a team like Tottenham, you know, it's considered considered a top team, but not kind of middle of the road. Come in and thump them, kind of, kind of speaks volumes of how good this this Tottenham team actually could be. Yeah, definitely. One one thing about West Ham that I really want to say, Lanzini at the end, 
uh, we were talking about how you go down three nothing or something or four nothing, and you actually lose that passion to run. I mean, he saw our time. He got the ball. He made a great move. Top left corner shot. I mean, that shows heart. Even though you're down that many goals, and he actually comes back and actually shoots and really pushes hard for that, mm-hmm. that shows. We're talking about volume. That shows volumes of that player. Those are the that, plays you want to keep. Exactly. And um, I also last week too. you scored Lanzini last week. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It, it's one of those young talents that you need on your team. And I also didn't know that Song was gonna um, come on at the eight, 80th minute. I thought he was gonna come on much earlier than that. All right. Top top players. Top yeah. players. Harry Kane um, got his uh, easy. Yeah. Has to be. Two goals, right? Unanimous? Yeah, two goals. What's that called again? Brace. Got his brace. There we go. You got a brace. All yep. right. So then the the other two games in the EPL this weekend, Swansea tied 2-2 with Bournemouth. I actually watched this game. This is a good game. Um, Bournemouth went up 2-0 early and um, wow. looked like they were going to have the run of it. And, you know, newcomers in the league, they got showed a lesson. Swansea came back and punched two in. Uh, Ayewu. I mean, this guy—he's dynamic. Man. I, I love saw the highlight. He dude. causes so Andre many problems. Eyes. Every time I see him, free transfer goes <laughs> the in my head. I, free transfer. I want him at Arsenal so bad. He causes a lot of problems. The pace about him is ridiculous. Um, and you know, Swansea just fought back into the game. They, I think they pl- that team plays with their manager and Gary Monk, being a former player and all. Yeah. They, they really play for him. And um, but they showed they showed good character to get back in the game. But, but Swansea's struggling this year. They are struggling. Man. They are struggling. And you know what? I think their chemistry, not their chemistry, but their makeup is more will play to your level. Like gotcha. every time they play against Arsenal, for some reason they turn into and Barcelona and they just possess, and all of a sudden they're clinical. But you play a Bournemouth side, and you kind of play to their level a little bit. You play a Norwich side, you kind of don't play up. To your potential, so that's what all I have to say about Swansea. Yeah. Um, the other game was Southampton Sub- Stoke. Yep. Stoke's a tough team, man. Stoke's a tough team to play against. It's yeah. never you never want to you never want to play them. Um, they're just tough, hard nosed, really difficult team, physical difficult team to play against, and you know it's always going to be a battle. But this is an interesting Stoke team because now they have like. Technical players. They have, they have a Boyan Kirkic who managed to, to squeak himself a goal. I'll never forget that moment when, when Boyan was at Barcelona and he rainbowed the goalkeeper and Ronaldinho was on the bench and he was standing up applauding. And to me, it just, it's just it's a little bittersweet because it's like you think of his, his potential as a 16-year-old. He was doing that. But now it's good to see him be on Stoke and finally starting to score goals Five in the minutes. EPL. He's got an Altovich. He's surrounded by talent, so like you know he'll, you know he it won't necessarily be that Barca level, but like at least he's not on like a, the old Stoke, the Tony Pulis Stoke, which you know was a great Stoke either way. But Tony, Tony Pulis won this weekend. Just saying. <laughs> he took care of business. Love Tony Pulis. Why dude. you got to bring old shit up though? <laughs> All right, so that's the EPL. Um, Let's get into El Clasico before we run out of time. Uh, fortunately, we can't cover the Juve Milan and the Munich Schalke, but we'll get to that at some point. Uh, the Clasico dude, Barcelona, showing up to Madrid for nothing. Holy Just shit. Disrespected at Madrid, them. At the Bernabeu, man. Holy shit. Disrespected them. I'm surprised the city's still out. I figured Madrid would be just on fire. For nothing, not even a peep. For Madrid, not even a little one goal. Little hope without, Messi. without Messi, without Messi, without 100% Messi in a starting lineup. Unbelievable. And that just goes to show you the depth of Barcelona. You know, they keep uh, bring, they keep bringing on 23, 24 year old kids, 
people just people we never heard of. People we never heard of. Okay, you're going to play left wing today. You're going to be next to Neymar, and um, Suarez is going to be up high ahead of you. Because their okay. system is better than Madrid. Yeah. Barcelona breeds this because of how they play. This is inbred in these players from the age of seven years old. They yeah, play the same yep. style. It does not change. It's all one thing. It's a culture. How you dress on the field, you look at them. Typically, there's not a player who has a shirt untucked on Barcelona. The socks are pulled all the way up. These are little things that they inbreed in their players which help them develop this culture, and and it's honestly the most beautiful thing to watch. It's like a little cult, man. And that's what it that's is what Catalan. It's actually, it's that's, its own country within Spain. That's beautiful that you brought that up because that's what um, Ibrahimovic said he hated about being at yeah, at just, Barcelona. I just that read everyone, that book. <laughs> everyone's a robot. Everyone just you know is like a drone. They all drive the same cars. They wear the same mm-hmm. clothes. Like they all say the same thing. They never argue with Pep at the time. Then the manager, like the manager is always right. So like, obviously a head case like uh, Ibrahimovic, as much as I love him, but like he is a head case. He's he an individual. Yeah. He, he's, he's an extra he's bigger than he the system. He needs to stick out. Yeah. Well, he has and a personality. And I feel like it's almost like yeah. walking into the Steppard's wives. Yeah, yeah. You know, Stepford wives. Stepford's yeah. wives. Yep. It's just like everyone's like a clone. And for that, I could see him walking like, uh, oh. What's up, guys? <laughs> yeah, like trying to talk to people. And Messi is just robotic, just scored six goals, and he doesn't want to go out and party. I love Barcelona. <laughs> yeah. and maybe, uh, you know me what? Too? The fact that we raised that, maybe that's why we tend to see um, a lot of Brazilians, who are, and Barcelona's had a many great Brazilians yeah. feature on their first, first uh, team, but they typically don't tend to retire there. Maybe it's no one due does. to the individual flair, that little bit of individuality they have versus the Spanish players. Or do you think there's a bias of retiring Spanish players because it's within the nation? I think I think what shows you there's no bias, it's a club system thing, is what Madrid did to Casillas. We talked about it in the last no, podcast. No, but this is speaking strictly to Barcelona. Now. Oh, you're saying just strictly just Barcelona? Just strictly to Barcelona and like the Brazilians they have and... I tend to see more like Barcelona kind of the tenure for Spanish players tends to be longer than those of Brazilian players. I think I think it's that the Spanish players are like born and raised like in Spain. So they don't have this nationality. This, yeah, they don't have this urge to play in Italy or an urge to play in England. Like, yes, yeah, some of them do. But for the most part, I think where is Xavi going to go? You know, and why would he leave? Like... It's like Gerard leaving Liverpool or Rooney leaving United. Like most top players in each country don't necessarily leave, except like Italians where their league fluctuates up and down. You know, the level of the league fluctuates. So, mm. but English players, the best don't really leave ever. Spanish players, the best don't really leave ever, for the most part. There's exceptions in, to that rule, but. but the, I, I mean, let's get back to the game, man. I mean, Real Madrid didn't even look like they had a plan. Or um, a system or anything intact. It was like, all right, let's, all right, we're gonna play Barcelona. Let's go. You know who? And uh, looks like they just put eleven guys in the field. And Not to cut you off, but do you know who they look like? They look like a Benitez Liverpool. <laughs> Benitez Liverpool. I mean, Benitez. They look sad. Exactly. They look sad. Was that due to the fact that they kind of changed tactics before? Because weren't they kind of playing with Ronaldo as a center forward? Yeah, I think that's where I think that's where he belongs. I think that's where he belongs. I don't know. But the dude. thing, people, I mean, I mean, I don't know. It had been reported that he wanted to play at a wider role, and you know, all of these things coming into the game. Do you think Rafa kind of folded under that pressure to change tactics? Obviously, he's a weak man. 
<laughs> I think I think you also blame the players though. I think because of having Rafa and because of him trying to switch the tactics, they don't they haven't quite bought into him. It's almost like a uh, a Man United's David Moyes, you know, like we're almost where, at January here. That's I know. And when did Moyes get fired? You know what I mean? But the thing is that Madrid's doing well in the league, so it's not nine one one bells, but they're not playing like Madrid. Let's, let's, that's a problem. Let's, let's talk about Suarez and uh, Neymar. I mean, these guys have been up. Been what up, a relationship. They've, they've, been, they've been without Messi, arguably the best player in the world, and flourishing. It's, it's something like 19 of the last Barcelona goals have all been scored by either Neymar or Suarez. And the team doesn't care. Um, they just ha- they're happy to be winning games. That's that's kind of, again, goes back to like their philosophy from when they're young. Mm-hmm. Um, but these two guys have just been just playing phenomenal football. Phenomenal, and just an understanding of where each, where each other is going to be before the ball is even played. Um, it's like they've been playing together since they were little kids. Premier no. talent, premier talent. You can talk about Neymar and Suarez all you want. I'm going to talk about Sergio Roberto. That's who I'm going to talk about because this dude. I mean, right back, middle of midfield, right wing. Just just put me in, Dude, coach. Every just put me in. Anything I see, Barca always has Sergio Roberto over him, and I haven't I haven't watched him closely. Going forward, I'm watching this kid because people just keep talking about it, keep talking about him, and it's time it's time to give he's this just, guy he's a some time. He's just man. football. He, you, you need hey, I need you to play this position. Okay, no problem. Hey, yeah. did you play here? Okay, no problem. It's a beautiful thing when you see a player like that. But like that's a, part of it. Goes back to, again to their their philosophy, their yeah. system. Everybody in the you look you look at even like uh, look at like a, even PK. Yeah, a guy like PK. Maybe maybe his defensive ability is not um, at that high level, but his technical ability. Mm-hmm. His he ability could, to he pass could play the six position. He could play number oh, number could, six at defensive could, mid or even like a center <laughs> mid. Like, yeah, but he, they just have better players. So yeah, exactly. Well, he just play center back instead. But you oh, teach okay. him how to how he knows how center mid works. So he yeah. knows how they want the ball. He knows when they want the ball. He knows the tempo. You're right, man. Building from the ground up like that, teaching the entire it's amazing. game, amazing. You know, you have people say, "Oh, you know, we don't. I don't want my little kid to play goalie." Well, you know what? Play, when you play goalie when you're little, and you learn like, "Oh, wow, this this person kind of sucks," but you got to do this and this and this, and you learn, "Wow, look at that ball! I can intercept that." You, you learn how to read the game, and you're exactly. able to be a, become a better defender overall just yeah. by playing different positions. That's that's a great point, and I just think that the system of Barcelona showed because if you're able to beat your rival four <laughs> nil. Without the best player in the world, <laughs> while the other best player in the world is on the pitch, yeah. I think we have to start considering a Barcelona Bayern Munich final in the Champions League. I think I said it a few podcasts ago, and you guys criticized me for picking the favorites, but these teams, man, and they're just the dominant. Dude. Like I don't see, I don't see how they can be beat. Uh, well, Barcelona. listen, listen it, at the end I, of the day, I, it's I it's it's soccer, you know, and every day is a coin flip. You know, you could go out, you could have a bad game, no, you could yeah. lose. Yeah. And that, that, that's how they could lose the Champions League. Like, it could happen. Yeah, it could happen. What I'm saying is, barring, you know, something like extraordinary happen, happening, I'm saying the odds, these two teams are the odds-on favorite for Easy. the Champions League. I don't yeah, see anyone stopping them. Obviously, Ibrahimovic could have a hell of a game, score a hat-trick, beat Barcelona. Yes, but if I had money to bet today, I would bet those two in the final. I'll give you five bucks. It just seems to be on paper. And yeah, judging from last yeah. year, Juventus was kind of that Cinderella team. I think we're going to have another something similar okay. this year again where, to me, look. Who do you think is the Cinderella? Just real quick. I know this is a complete I tangent. said it earlier, Chelsea. Ah! I okay. said it earlier, Chelsea. Next and look, I may, I may be way no. off with that. Yeah. But what I'm thinking is... They, they they're gonna folk they I think they they're they're gonna obviously try to improve the position within the domestic league, but I think they've kind of given up on that and they're 
their sole focus, their only glimmer of light is Champions League. That's an interesting angle. I just don't think even if they focused on it, they could beat as, a Juventus or a Listen, Bayern. I think a Juventus is a different team Juventus, now. Okay. Yo, as a Cinderella, as a Cinderella, it's a you good think? Cinderella because they're not doing well. Mm-hmm. And you know they still have the, it's the same team, same quality. But you look at Juventus, no Vidal, no no Tevez, yeah. they no lost Pirlo. Quality. They lost they lost three starting players out of eleven. They're not they look at them in the in the Serie A, they're in sixth place. My Cinderella okay. would be Madrid, Atletico. Oh, okay. That's a proper That I, I like that. That's a Cinderella. Like I it, like that. Yeah. I could see them I, I don't see Chelsea getting past like an Atletico. That's why I have a hard time saying it it's would possible. be tough. It's the only no, Atletico it, team. It would be yeah. tough. Trust I, me. I, I don't, don't, would that's be why tough. I don't see. That's a buzzsaw. It's a good shot, man. It's a brave shot. Chelsea's not going anywhere. The thing, the fact of the matter is, if they're beating Norwich one nothing, and I know you're saying, oh, they're putting all their focus towards the Champions League, one nothing against Norwich. Look, the second half of the campaign starts after January. So what's happening right now? It's beautiful. It's who, nice to talk about. Who are they going to bring in great. January that is really going to change this? I'll, never, never, never I'll comment after, on January on on February first. I'll be able to comment. But until then, Mourinho's throwing smoke screens to the media. Oh, we're not going to sign anyone. Oh, there's no need to. And he may be right. The quality is there, but there's a, a lot of time screen. between now and then. I don't see them going past the quarters. If anything, like if, past even the they, what. Quarters. <laughs> I should just. Right. I should just said semis on principle. Because <laughs> yeah. I can say it. No. Well, what I mean is that they're not even gonna get there. They're not. Yeah. I yeah. really don't see it. They. I mean, unless if they have some big pep talk, uh, this they have to become a team again. Mm. And there's a lot of work to not, do. Yeah. yeah. All right, back to a classico, dude. So you think it's alarm bells at Madrid? How, how do you think Benitez's job is? You think he makes it? Bells fell off. New Year's. Are you serious? You think it's a siren at this point? Like, yeah, it's, but, it's, but fireable. I know it's a bad result, but do you yes. think now his job is in threat? Yes. yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. All right. Yes, Very it's in threat. So. It, for, but if they're going to get rid of Cristiano, who are they going to get instead? Hazard. They've already talked about it. So you're going to put bring in? No, you have Hazard. to replace him with three players. I I don't I I don't see why they would even want to sell Cristiano. Just bring a new coach, someone that can I actually think, handle it. He him. wants to leave. I think it's checked He wants out. to leave. Yeah, you think? Done. But if they start winning, he doesn't want to leave. That's not entirely true. Nah, it's I, pressure. I'm not sure. Watch that documentary, man. It's, it's He wants to go pressure. back to United. Everybody knows it. I don't know, dude. I could see him going to PSG. Paris. Finishing oh, yeah. off Paris. If, 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 especially if Mourinho Ibra. goes to... If Ibra leaves, which he, it sounds like he's going to go on the last maybe something this year, yeah. you know, that opens the door for Cristiano. I just read something that Ibra is linked with Arsenal. So was Messi. But what I'm saying is, Ibra just came <laughs> so out saying okay. that he was too late for English, but then he just came out with a quote saying that he really wants to work with uh, Wagner. I, I just throwing so. out, just throwing out there. I hope, th- I hope that's not bro science because I, <laughs> I'd very much love that to happen. But I don't. I think it's, it's well, not. He, it's too late. Listen, not, Ibra was there when he was really seventeen. Out. He was there when he was 17, and, and he Frank just told me he had to try out, and he said, I don't Frank. try out. <laughs> Zlatan I'm doesn't Ibrahim. try out. Yeah, I'm Zlatan. I don't try out. I'm on the team. I'm not. So he went to Ajax. Yeah. And he scored one of the it. best goals ever that we've seen Probably. at Ajax. So what do we got, Teeks? Um, yeah, I think... I think uh, man of the match for... for some other stuff like now, but like, man of the match. Man of the match real quick. Let's wrap it up. I mean... 
that boy Luis. I, I called him Suarez. out before the game. Luis Suarez, I said he wasn't going to score a goal. I don't know what I was thinking. This man's probably the best center forward um, in the world um, with the likes of Lewandowski and Guna Aguero. Um, Luis Suarez, man. Luis Suarez was ridiculous. Um, that outside of the f- right foot finish, first time. What other forward does that? In El Clasico, dude. It's not like, oh, this is a league game. El Clasico, away at Madrid. It's just like, I trust my technique. This, this and is what I'm he has do. other intangibles, though, like his work rate, movement, like the dude. feistiness. Yeah, people don't like sometimes the things he does on the field, but those things really annoy defenders. They, like bite people? Yeah, like biting <laughs> it is It is annoying. It it's, it's annoying. Hey, it's more than annoying. You know what happened? Cavani got a thumb stuck up his ass. He ended up getting a red card. Maybe he likes Because of how he reacted. So, look, we, 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 we talk about these things, but <laughs> they're reality. <laughs> maybe he does. You don't it took know. took a while. It took a while. It's a process. Sorry, yeah. Tom. Suarez. Nah, Suarez for sure. Yeah, me too. Suarez, simple. Two Suarez girls. for me Kelvin. too. I got, I got one. Here we go. Kind of an, uh, this is an unsung hero, man. Like I feel like this guy continues to be Barcelona's rock, and people over, he gets overshadowed because he's not always the guy on the score sheet, and he's not always the guy doing this and that. But he does the simple things. We slept on this guy so so well. I'm so mad at myself. Iniesta, right. man. Ah, yeah. There he is. Iniesta. I mean, yeah, the, the, first of all, the, the the layoff from Neymar, the ball Neymar plays is beautiful, Ugh. and Iniesta just pounds it home. Yeah. Pounds. He puts try to put it through the goal. But his his overall play in the game, yeah. his his connecting passes, his movement off the ball, He's, his one two touch ability is is there's, there's no other player like in the world like him right now. I don't think it's no. sad because he he felt he he grew up in a time where like there was just too many like world class midfielders, the Perlos, the Chavi who played next to him, like Zidane was around his time. So it's like. He's just an unsung hero, like you said. Like he's not taking a lot of people on doing step overs, but like his movement and his decision making and his pass accuracy, like dribbling. He's God, man. If you want to see how the uh, the center mid position should be played, you look at the Chavis or the Iniestas, like the Skulls of the world. Like there's just that class of people, the class of players who are just quietly good. Quietly good. And his finish this weekend was a little reminiscent of when he um, scored on Chelsea yeah, in the go. Champions Welcome League. <laughs> I have to about that Except one. this time was with his right foot instead of his left foot. <laughs> left or right foot. I mean, he shows he, he does do that. You know, he shows up in big games, shows up when you need him. But he just, I mean, the, guy, the guy's been starting for Barcelona for how many years? Like, you know, it, it just goes to show you of his level and his quality. It's, it's, it's exceptional. He's exceptional. I'm going to miss watching him. He's yeah. one of those players. I, I, think, I think, you know, I think we're going to see him for a a couple more years. I mean, I know he's like thirty three so. now, but I mean, the way, I mean, he was he, for me. He was one of the best players on the pitch this weekend, and if not the best. And I mean, he's on the he's on the he's on the field with guys like Ronaldo, Benzema, uh, Gareth Bale, Neymar, Suarez, and and he's you know he's still shining. He's still shining, yeah, yeah, and he still shows that even in his later career, he still has the ability to play at this level and be a standout player. Class never Absolutely. does. Mm. All right, guys. So we'll close it out with that. We had. Um, uh, plans to do a top four last three, but in uh, in efforts to keep this at a reasonable amount of time, we can say that you guys can look forward to our top four last three next week. We're gonna spend the week doing research. Some of the results next week might you know shape reshape our top four last three, but next week, guys, be ready to debate the shit out of your top four because <laughs> I I I think I have a ridiculous one. I think I have a ridiculous top four. Can we have, have a little it? a little a little hint, a little teaser? Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm bad at hints. No hints. No hints. No hints. No hints. All right, guys. So 
Signing off, it's uh, Podcast FC. Guys, check us out on Twitter at Podcast FC Show, Facebook.com slash Podcast FC Show. Um, email podcastfc show at gmail.com. Hit us up. Thoughts and questions. Love you, boys. Again, this is Tiki signing off. This is Tom. This is Fareed. And this is Hase. Glory, glory. Goons. <laughs>